Hi. Happy belated birthday, Alex. Thank you, Amber. All right. So as a little birthday treat, I have some Degrassi facts. Oh, okay. And I'm going to try and stump you. Okay. I think it's going to be really hard because you know everything. So this is mostly the next generation. Ooh, okay. I won't do as well as I do with the old school stuff, but let's see how I do. Okay. So this is Degrassi cool and unique things to know about the series. Okay. So most of the stuff you already know, you know how Emma got her name. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know that Snake is the only character that has been in every generation and the most, I would say, episodes for like the original. Yeah. From the original. That makes sense. Um, did you know that Drake, or should I say Aubrey Graham, is still getting checks from Degrassi. I did know this, but only because I had a teacher in high school who uh, was in a few episodes of a show that was on called Kung Fu The Legend Continues, filmed in Toronto. And I remember talking to him one day like, oh, I saw you on an episode of TV yesterday. And he goes, oh, cool. My 10 cent check is in the mail. So if you are in a show and it re-airs on TV, you get a residual check. Yes. So he posted um, on Instagram a residual royalty check. Yeah. I can't imagine it was more than like 50 cents. It was. Okay. Do you want to guess how much it was? I mean, if I guess it depends how often they send them, if it's like quarterly or if they send them once a month. But like, ooh, I mean... Degrassi, I guess, still airs a lot, but not like Simpsons or Seinfeld or Friends. So I'm going to guess like $6. I don't know. $8.25. Okay. $8.25, not $800. Yeah. But I mean, like, that's like, that's a meal at McDonald's or Tim Hortons. Yeah, that's like true. A, that's like a coffee and a bagel. Yeah. It's, it's not nothing, you it's know. Not, it's not nothing. I mean, it is for Drake because he's yeah. fucking Drake. But still something. Mm-hmm. So a few. So Degrassi airs in the States. It's always aired in the States. Yeah. A few episodes have not been able to air in the States because of the plot of that episode. Okay. Can you name a couple or, um, or at least one that I, wasn't able to air? I can tell you that the episode where... Uh, Heather or Erica gets her abortion did not air in yes. the States. Yes. Um, I think maybe the one where Spike gets pregnant. So you're right in that it was one of the twins. Yes. That So that one didn't air. Right. The one where Manny chooses to have an abortion didn't air. Okay. Okay. And um, any episode that includes trigger warning right didn't air okay okay so i'm guessing with uh page and um yes yeah yeah so those ones didn't air okay um i do want to say though i think it's funny that the states won't allow these episodes to air over there but they allow things like 13 reasons why yeah I mean, that's like Netflix with its own thing. Yeah, but yeah. But like, 
I guess this is cable and it's like syndicated TV, so that yeah. makes sense. Okay. I mean, it's also in Canada. It aired on CBC, which is our government-funded channel, but is still it's it's not for public broadcast the way PBS is, where Degrassi aired a lot on PBS in the states. Mm-hmm. So I guess PBS is funded by you know individuals and groups. And I guess if you get a lot of money from, say, a church, and then they're going to withdraw funding from your channel because you air an abortion episode, you're like, well, it's just not worth airing an abortion episode. So, okay. Tegrassi has had several musical guests make a cameo. Okay. Can you name any of them? And remember that this is predominantly the next generation yeah um ooh i'm sure ooh, this is one i i i haven't seen as many of those episodes <laughs> like i remember where mad dog and billy danced the judge contest but they're a yes. radio duo um yes. oh that ties in nicely with our episode today that's true it's that's very, true it's, it's very radio heavy um I remember like the kids having their own bands, like uh, the one the episode with like Chaz Bono, um, where I think it's it's like Battle of the Bands or something, but I don't remember with Adam and 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 uh, all that. But do you want do you want a couple hints? Sure. Okay. So one. Okay, so in the same episode. Two two musical artists are in it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the um, like TV movie episodes. Oh, the Degrassi, the Jane Silent Bob. No, um, it was Degrassi goes to Hollywood. Right, and it included not the front man, but the lead guitarist of a emo band. Okay, okay, like a Canadian band or no, a okay no. And also the lead singer of another, like, pop punk. Okay, okay. I don't know, like, are we talking, like, a Blink-182 guy? No, or... think more mid-millennium. Okay. Um, I don't know. You got My Bloody Valentine. You got... Oh, okay. Along, along those... Right. Yep. Um, it wouldn't have been Linkin Park. It wouldn't have been uh, AFI. Okay, um, think um, same genre as like Panic at the Disco. Oh, okay. Um, so like Pete Wentz or somebody? Yes, yes, there we go. yes. Okay. <laughs> so it was Pete Wentz and Cassidy Pope. Okay. So they they had a cameo because they were touring with Craig. Oh, right, 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 okay. right. Okay. The other ones, I'm just going to give it to you because I don't think you would know. Um, Kiki Palmer, who is Canadian, okay. had a, a cameo. Natasha Bedingfield had a cameo because she played the prom. Okay. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus had wow. a cameo wow. as a limo driver. Okay. Driving Paige, Jimmy, and Spinner to prom. Okay. And last but not least, Alanis Morissette had a cameo. Oh, that makes sense. When Jay and Silent Bob okay. um, do their cameos. Kevin Smith yes. loves Alanis Morissette. Yes. Okay. That um, makes sense. So we talked about th- this is the last last trivia question. Okay. We talked about this. Alex Steele yes had two separate characters on Degrassi. 
Okay. Can you name both of them? Uh, Joey's daughter. Yes. Is it Maya? No, not Maya. Angie. Um, Angie. Yes. And then did she end up playing Manny's younger Because she's in real life Manny's she, younger sister. Yes, so she is Manny's younger sister. So she played Angie, Joey's daughter, Craig's yeah. half-sister. And, and then she, she comes back in some of the later seasons, yes, right? Yes, so she returns in like the newest generation yeah. as Tori Santa Maria. Oh, okay. Which is a wonderful name. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I love that name. So that's it. I am glad I stumped you because you know all of the trivia. I do, but I, I got to brush up on my next generation stuff. Yes. I, I It's funny. I sort of like I watched I watched it on and off the first couple seasons. Then I was in, you know, deeper into high school and certain yeah. college and sort of fell off a bit. But it's funny. I remember more from uh, like Radio Free Roscoe around yes. that time because it aired like every night on Family Channel. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, OK, like. Because I remember the Pettit Project was in an episode of that, and Fifi Dobson and Sky Sweetnam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a few of the people from Radio Free Roscoe had cameos. Yeah, I or remember. Or like little arcs. Yeah, the on... girl who played Lily. Yes. Comes into Degrassi. I yes, know. and um, the guy I can never remember his name. The white guy. No. Okay. He plays Paige's love interest like later, later, oh, later. Oh, okay, on. okay. But yeah, that's some fun trivia. Yeah. Um, in other news, it's, it's Christmas. I'm, yeah. I'm well. It's not Christmas, but it's it's uh it's the it's after Remembrance Day, so it is now. It, the, it's essentially Christmas. It's the festive season. I'm I got my Christmas wine glass out for for tonight. I love it. Drinking some red. Switched over to red finally, and um. In other news, we had two heartbreaks happen recently. Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello broke up. I saw that. And Taylor Swift reignited the hate now in all of us of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. With her launch of Red, Taylor's version. Uh, Red was actually the first album of hers I ever got. Really? Sam got it for me for Christmas really? with tickets to see the Red <gasps> tour. So I saw the Was Red it? Tour, like, uh, I guess, eight or nine years ago. So I have been listening to nothing but Red. I have been cranking all too well. I've been trying to explain to my husband the whole story, the reason that Jake Gyllenhaal is getting canceled, the reason we now hate him, why he is a trash human, and he does not get it. I think it's gross that like he was 30 and she was 19. Yeah. And it's just like, I think Billie Eilish is doing the same thing where like her boyfriend is in his 30s or something. Well, I didn't know that she was dating anybody. Yeah. I So I think it's gross when guys are like, oh, but the, she's legal. She's legal, but her brain isn't fully developed yet. Yeah. She doesn't have her executive functioning yet. No. And it's, it's gross. It's... Uh, it's a different power dynamic. Like we're in our thirties, mm -hmm. we're still young at heart. Yep. But we we're physically in our thirties. Yep. I couldn't imagine dating anybody ten plus years younger than me. Unless I was like seriously going through an like issue. A weird. Like if it was yeah. like, oh, cool, my my wife 
passed away or we had a really brutal divorce and I was like on the rebound and drunk and like some sure. so it would be extenuating circumstances yes. where I would yeah. be like, oh yeah, I'm going to date somebody who, you know, was born <laughs> after 9-11. Oh my God. Yeah. Somebody who's first disney movie in the theaters would have been like chicken little yes <laughs> or home on the range or yes. brother bear yes yeah yeah meet the robinsons someone who grew up not knowing that mcdonald's served pizza yeah or had never played nintendo 64 at a mcdonald's yeah or didn't sit on those like mcdonald's character stools yep the super uncomfortable ones or uh yeah or or ever uh, wait for anybody at the gate at, a, at an air airport yeah i remember like m- my grandma leaving when i was a kid like to fly back to florida and like us going to the airport and like walking with her to the gate to fly like to see her off or knowing what it was like to go to a restaurant where there was still a smoking section yeah like, or going to the one Tim, avoiding the one Tim Hortons because all their baked good tastes like baked goods <laughs> tasted like smoke. Do you remember? So my nan uh, smoked when we were growing up. Yeah. Um. So we would always go. We would go to McDonald's or Tim Hortons where there was like the smoking area. But as they were trying to like phase it out of restaurants, I remember there was like in Tim Hortons. This I. Maybe I am imagining it. Maybe it was a fever dream. But I remember in a Tim Hortons, there was like almost like a glass partition Mm -hmm. where you could go in and sit and smoke. And Mm -hmm. my nan would take us in there with her so she could smoke. And it was like literally you're sitting there in like a hot box of nicotine. Yep. It stunk. It would be hazy. Yes. The, The ceiling would be discolored. Yes. Yeah. And... Yeah, kids younger than us will never know what it was like to jeopardize your health at a public place. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, being with one of them, can't say it has ever crossed my mind. Like, you know. No, I don't even think they they learned dare in school. No. Do they know who dare in the dare lion is? (laughs) (laughs) Did they have to do the dare pledge? Yeah. Do they know, okay, do they know who Astar, the robot from the planet Danger, is? I don't know who that is. You don't know the, it's it's <laughs> one of those scary commercials from when you were a kid, and it's this robot that's, like, jumping all over this planet filled with, like, crazy saws and fire and everything. I don't remember that, but do you remember the stay alert, stay, stay safe. safe bunnies? And yeah, they with were on, Bert and Gert. Yeah, and yeah. They, were, they were on hoverboards, and they'd always be like, hey, kids, um, if a car pulls over to ask you directions, don't get near. An adult wouldn't ask a dumb kid like you for directions. <laughs> That's a red flag. Stay alert. Stay safe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Gert and uh, yeah, Bert and Gert. They uh, really they in our in our generation, they really drove home the idea of stranger danger. Oh yeah. Like you will get kidnapped, and it will be a hideous person that does it in a trench coat. Yeah, Stay your, alert. your parents will tell you a secret word that like if they do send some stranger to get you, which would never happen, <laughs> there, this is the secret word. Yeah, there would be a code word. Do you remember your family's code word? Code word? It was our, we used to have a dog named Chloe, so it was Chloe, which I feel like in hindsight was not... It's pretty, uh, pretty easy to hack. Exactly, not the safest code word. What would your code word 
be now if you had kids i'll tell you what mine was as a kid because okay. my parents picked a my parents said utensil you that's ten- that's a great no one's right? gonna guess utensil right? that's right? a good code word yeah yeah um uh these days there's a show that sam and i watched called um oh fuck what's it called um it's about these uh the misfits oh yeah yeah, yeah. So there was the one episode where it's like, oh, this person can clone any one of us. We have to have a secret word. What's the secret word? Monkey slut. Okay. So monkey slut would be my secret word. <laughs> I don't hate that. What would yours be? Oh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. I would I would pick something like so random, like falafel. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Like something that like no one, no, no strangers going to like guess that. They'd be like family dog. Yeah street name yeah yeah all right i guess we should get into it the, yeah. the reason we're only we're, here... we're only 17 minutes into the episode oh shit <laughs> <laughs> all that loose talk yeah stranger people danger. Are here for. yes all right so this is this is a an interesting episode yes so i have to pull out my notes here because okay. oh you took notes yes you the... are much more prepared than i am the episode is called secrets and lies yes which is the name of a song, but also a movie. Okay. So the movie was from 1996. Mm-hmm. And it's a dramedy. Okay. And it's about a woman who is... Um, she's an eye doctor. She knows that she was adopted. After her adoptive mom dies, uh, she tries to seek out who her birth mom is. Okay. And she finds out that uh, her birth mom is actually a white lady who's very lower class. And um, the lady denies that she ever had her, then eventually comes around to it. And then she ends up having a relationship with this woman and her uh, like daughter that she had in wedlock and kept. Is this, is this like a made-for-TV lifetime movie? No, this is like a British drama. Oh, shit. Directed by Mike Lee. Okay. Who um, he... He's made a lot of, like, sort of intense drama movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he did Vera Drake, that one about the lady in, like, the the 50s or 60s starring Umbridge from Harry Potter, helping ladies have, like, at-home abortions. I mean, I don't hate that, but I've never, I never yeah. heard of it. Um, anyways, Mike Lee, yeah, he sort of directed, like, more serious British uh, okay. dramas. And then All the right. song, Secrets and Lies, uh, I did have it pulled up here the other day but um secrets and lies song is a song by ruel okay but sorry that's the newer one who sings the older version anyways not to get off topic but this is them (laughs) starting to name after songs so in this episode it's about ashley's dad coming out to her yes and in true ashley fashion i okay i think we've talked about this before i don't love ashley i'm not an ashley fan yeah i think ashley loves being the victim in every situation that is a hot take that i will let you have okay (laughs) 
because I do feel the same, but I feel as a guy, it's weird to be like, mm, she likes being a victim. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I feel shit. I feel bad now. I don't mean it in like that aspect. I think that Ashley so badly is like the main character, wants to be the main character. She is like living out this like main character fantasy. Yeah. And she just loves like she loves the drama she loves like stirring shit up and i think she really likes it when she can kind of play the part of maybe not a victim but somebody that's been like wronged yeah in some way she makes everything about her yeah that's very true for this episode yes and like okay she's she's 13 every 13 year old does that i get it but this is her narrative throughout the entire arc of her. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about Ashley. Let's get into it. Because it's before the show, we were sort of talking about like how Kathleen in Degrassi Junior High, that's somebody who like legitimately <laughs> is a victim over and over and over again. Kathleen was done dirty. And I'm so excited to start doing more episodes about Kathleen because yeah. like, Oh, my God. She gets done so dirty. And, like, yes. that's somebody who, like, if she was, like, oh, I feel so bad. I'm the victim. Like, yes, you, you, you are. legit are the victim. You are, Kathleen. You are the victim. You have been through it yeah. time and time again. Whereas Ashley's just like, mm, I'm running for president, but not everybody wants to vote for me. Mm, my parents got a divorce. And, like, now this guy lives in my house. Oh, my parents ended amicably and, like, are on great terms, but, like... And they're friends with each other, unlike Toby's parents, who, who I have seen... hate each other. ...scream at each other. Yeah. Yes. Like, I realize firsthand how bad my parents' divorce could be, but, like, mm, you know, it's all about me. Oh, my best friend's mom passed away, <laughs> but I'm still going to treat her like absolute garbage because I'm Ashley and I can. Yep. And that's our that's our uh, hot take on Ashley. Yeah. Ash- Ashley Kerwin, everybody. So here we go. The, the start of Secrets and Lies. So they're pulling up in a beautiful convertible. I think yeah, it's a, a Beamer. Beamer. Yes. Yeah. It's her dad. He's driving her back to school. And she is just gushing over him. Oh, he's dropping her off at home after brunch, I think. Oh, okay. Which, yes. like, I think this is supposed to be the first hint that maybe he's, you know, he's gay. He took his... He took his daughter to brunch. Yeah. Not that that is necessarily a gay thing, but I will say in the early 2000s, brunch, you have to understand, brunch was not as, was not what it is now. No, brunch wasn't like an activity that you do. It was like... It was what Carrie and Samantha yes. and uh, Charlotte and um, Miranda. Miranda would yes. do. Yes, yes. So Ashley walks in and her mom and stepdad are bickering because I guess he forgot to put in... He f- forgot to put vinegar in the dishwasher, so... I didn't think was... I didn't know that was a thing. I guess if you have hard water, it's supposed to cut down on, like, mineral deposits on your your uh, your stuff. Alex is a homeowner, so he knows this <laughs> stuff. So she sees them bickering, but, like, her mom's like, oh, it's fine. We're just talking about hard, hard water. We're having one of our things. We're having yeah. one of our things. And she she sort of asks probingly like, oh, how is how is brunch? Because she's waiting for Ashley's dad to come out of the closet because she knows and she's been waiting to be able to talk to Ashley about it. And clearly she's asking a probing question to be like, did did your dad and you talk about anything important? So I actually I think it's really great that her mom is letting him do it, letting him 
um, have that conversation with her because I feel like if she was even the slightest bit spiteful about the divorce, she could have been like, well, your dad's fucking gay. Like, yeah, she could have made it really horrible for her and she didn't. And yeah. I, I commend I commend Mrs. Kerwin for that. Yeah. So Ashley tells her like, oh, brunch was so great. Dad shook hands with Prince Charles <laughs> yeah. because he j- had just come back from working in England or yeah. he's visiting from England. And she says, that's great. Did you talk about anything else? She says, no, nope, just life in London. And Ashley's like, should there be anything else? Her mom's like, no, no, just me being nosy, you know. And Ashley's just smitten like, oh, my dad met the prince. My dad's the best. He has a great sense of fashion. and He lives in London. He has a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's very, like, on brand for Ashley to, like, have privileged parents. Yep. I think she lives a very privileged life. Well, I think she, she is based on Caitlyn, and I don't fully remember Caitlyn's parents, but I remember them... I don't think they were, like, super rich. They weren't Lucy's parents who were, like, no. a doctor and a lawyer or two doctors or whatever, but, you know... I think Caitlin also was well-to-do. Yeah. Yeah. So we cut to the school, and I think we see Toby and JT walking up. Yeah. Or maybe not. We're just... The... Yeah. It's just the beginning. So Terry is showing Ashley a, a really ornate locket. Yeah. It's a pretty fancy lock. Like, it's it's nicer than the one you got in the uh, VHS case for A Little Princess. <gasps> Oh my god, I am so happy that you brought that up. Yes. Do you Okay, I'm sorry guys. I got to go off topic. Yes. Yep. So, A Little Princess was like my favorite movie growing up. For sure had that locket. For sure pretended that I was like a fucking orphan in my room so badly wanted like to live in like a boarding school and have my dad go to war and then like maybe die and then I become an orphan. Like that was like what was playing in my head all the fucking time no one else has ever referenced that movie that makes me incredibly happy this is why we're friends this is why we're friends this is why we do what we do guys that movie and the secret garden both both came with lockets inside the vhs case and amber i have a sealed copy of a little princess on vhs at home with the locket in it what was like there was like a like a like a hold on lockets in the 90s oh yeah well there was those and then little women came with like a necklace if you bought the fancy box set of little women (laughs) and titanic if you pre-ordered it no it came with the heart of the ocean so that one you had to get from like a magazine but i remember if you pre-ordered titanic on vhs at future shop you got like the whistle like when the guys when she blows the whistle to get the attention of the guy when he's in the lifeboat at the end okay how sad is it that like kids today and like the like kids younger than us don't understand that like movies in our day came with accessories guys yeah i still have the coin that came with space jam yeah where it was uh michael jordan and the looney tunes on one side and then the monstars on the other side incredible um i yeah i have the i have the the little princess vhs with the locket i have the the little women one that comes with the necklace as well i like was it a thing in the 90s? Like, did people, like, actually put pictures in these lockets? Like, was it, like, oh, if, like, you separate twins, give them, like, a piece of this locket. Like, <laughs> finally, like, what? Like, there was, like, this narrative in the 90s of lockets. I don't get it. So Terry's 
showing Ashley her locket. There's a picture of her mom and her dad. And she says, my dad gave this to my mom for their first anniversary. And Ashley's like, oh, my God, your mom is beautiful. She is. She is very pretty. And Terry says, my dad used to call her his movie star. And then Ashley goes, you look just like her. And I'm like, that's a very nice compliment. That is. Because as we've established before, Terry is the best looking girl. She is. On the show. She's super cute. She's so pretty. Yes. Justice for Terry. Justice for Cher. Justice Um, for Terry. I, okay. Again, I don't want to shit talk Ashley this entire episode. I feel like the only reason Ashley's like allowing Terry to have this moment is because she's riding that high of her daddy coming back to town. Yeah. And that, oh, he's going to be coming to class to talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's such an Ashley thing. Ashley is rocking the turtleneck. My sister had that exact turtleneck and wore it often. It's in one of our, I think I said this before, it's in one of the school photos. Love it. I'm going to see if I can find it. I want, I hope my sister allows me to do this. Once we get our Instagram up and running, I will do a side-by-side of my sister and Terry because they actually do look a lot alike. Okay. Or my sister did in elementary school look a lot like Terry. I will do, if she allows it, Taryn, if you're listening, maybe you'll allow this. Maybe you're not listening. I don't know. It'd be cool if you are. Um, Yeah, I'll do a side-by-side of my sister in this powder blue cable knit turtleneck. That was like of the moment. Turtlenecks and lockets. Yep. Over over the turtleneck. Mm Mm-hmm. I, you know what, Gen Z, if you're listening, bring back lockets. Mm-hmm. Bring back the locket. Yep. I'd be into it. Yeah, no more fuck boys. Just, just lockets. Just lockets. Yep. Myster- mysterious lockets. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Quan is wearing a sleeveless turtleneck. Yep. And is holding a, a Bristol board with a bunch of p- severed pig's heads on it because it's, uh, Oh, I guess Lord of the Flies still doing Lord, Lord of the up, Flies. Which I like that it's like, yeah, you do spend like a month on a book when you're in, in uh, school. Yeah, because I guess you only have like the same class once a week or would it be like... I don't know if it's like... I forget how it was in grade eight. Like I think there was like, oh, science we only had like Wednesday and Friday or something. But like, I don't fully remember. Mm-hmm we're old we don't we don't remember we don't our memory is fading so terry was asking ashley like well what happened between your parents and ashley says i don't know because ashley at this point still doesn't really know yeah uh yeah he actually started like well he moved to london we didn't really have a choice like my parents just split up yeah um and miss kwan comes over to interrupt and be like girls are you paying attention and then she's like oh i'm so excited that my dad's gonna come talk to class we failed to mention that Ashley is also rocking very, um, I'm going to say ostentatious silver hoops. Yep. It's very, it, yeah, it's very of the moment, I think. So we are in media immersion with Emma's class, and Emma is giving Sean shit because he hasn't done his haiku yet. Yep. For Qua- is it Quan's class? Or it's, who's- it's Quan's class. Yeah. For um, the next period. For the and next then period. Toby is showing Snake how to do something on the computer. Yeah. Oh my god. And Emma. Emma's Emma's poem might as well have been written by Claude from uh, Degrassi High. Okay. Whose poem was all about like death and yes, sadness. Yes, Emma's, Emma's fucking haiku is basically her suicide note. I'm sorry. To be fair though, with the way the world is headed, like BC was on fire six months ago and now BC is underwater. Where it's like, oh, the world is going to end. Emma, it's correct to be pessimistic, but yeah. you know, Emma, you still got you still got some time left. 
like again, Emma is also one of the characters that like wants the most to be the main character. Yep. And is like ah, oh Emma. Sean is so embarrassed by this maybe? I guess so. He's just sort of he's over it. Like you got to remember he's done all this before. He just failed it last time. Yeah, I always forget that he is a grade behind them. Yeah. So then JT throws a paper airplane, which uh, uh, grazes Snake's head. Good aim. Yeah. That's good aim. And it's on pink paper. And uh, JT is, Snake is mad. He says, who threw this? Everyone avoids looking at Snake. Liberty steps up and goes, oh, I threw it. Uh, I apologize profusely. It was, you know, it wasn't supposed to, it was, a, it was just a prank. He's like, don't let it happen again. Then Liberty stares at JT and the uh, romantic style music plays just like when Toby was staring at Emma a couple episodes ago. She is so satisfied with herself in this moment. Yeah. And so Manny and JT are in the hallway and she's saying Liberty is acting totally weird. And Toby's like, why would Liberty do that for you? And then Emma's like, "Uh, because she has a major crush on JT. Yeah, she basically has to like spell it out for them. To be fair, when I was that age, like a girl would have to say like, I like you for me to be like, oh, okay. It's weird to me that Liberty would like JT. Yep. Because JT is the troublemaker. JT mm-hmm. doesn't take anything seriously. JT's like the class clown. Mm-hmm. And Liberty is the most serious. Liberty is like the straightest student in the entire world. Yep. So it's weird that she would find him cute and charming. I guess it's almost like he's doing all the things she wishes she could do. And she finds that like, you know, attractive where it's like, oh, like, I wish I could act out. But like, I'm a good kid. But like, he's not a good kid. Like, it, 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 I guess she's sort of drawn to the fact that he's different. Yeah. I always thought Liberty and Toby would have made a better pairing, though. Yeah, I see that. Because they're both, like, a little bit nerdy, a little bit dorky, a little bit quiet, like, a little bit reserved. Oh, I'm sorry. My cat is rubbing all over you. I love it. Okay. Anyway. Okay. When I first when I first watched this, this is what I wanted to bring up. So Liberty says, oh, and I thought about it. It's about time that the grapevine has a student voice, like, for the grade sevens. I guess they only do it for the grade eights. Liberty is the editor of the paper. Yeah. She can do whatever she, she wants. She could do whatever she wanted. I don't understand why she's like, I'm finally going to do this, and then I can interview JT. Especially after she just had, like, this weird power struggle episode with Ashley where it's like, you don't let me do the announcements. You'd think she'd be like, well, I can't do the announcements, but I can write whatever I want in the paper. I can do anything with the paper. Yeah. Yes. So uh, this I never understood, but yeah. whatever. She's using it to, to get closer to JT. Yeah. So she's going to do a profile on JT. She says, you know, I think you're going to be famous one day, so I want to be able to interview you first. Which is kind of a smooth line. Oh, yeah. Like, go, go Liberty. Yeah. That's some real flattery. So they're, they're teased. Emma and Manny are teasing JT now. I gotta say, Manny's starting to look a lot less like a kid. Like, she's not full glow-up Manny yet. Yeah. But she's looking a little bit cuter than she did at the beginning of the show. Yes. Yeah. So Sean is doing his haiku when he does a joke haiku about 
how stupid haikus are. That actually kind of works. And it's it does. Part. It actually does work. And Miss Squan is like, well, it's kind of douchey, but it's good. So Okay, so Liberty goes up next. And I feel like this is going to be so cringe. Do you remember learning haikus? Like, I feel like it's like the stupidest form of poetry. Yep. I think it was grade seven. And then again in like, at one point in high school, like we did like a poetry unit, like grade 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Liberty goes up and it's very clear her haiku is about JT. Also, I think Miss Kwan points out that like, there's an extra syllable. Yes. Which like, Liberty being such a giant nerd would have figured out a different word to to fit in there because she would have been like, I can't get this assignment wrong. This feels very off for Liberty this episode. It, that's what I mean. Like, it doesn't seem... I mean, spoiler alert, JT and Liberty are on and off throughout the series. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is just the beginning of what we're going to see throughout the entire series. Yeah. Again, I don't love this match. No. I don't love it. I don't love that Liberty's entire friendship with this group, she's always on the fringe. She's never fully in with them. Yeah. Because she likes to be alone. She likes to do her own thing. She really only cares about herself. And it seems weird to me that she would waste her time with somebody who doesn't care about school, doesn't care about doing well, doesn't care about his future, because that's all Liberty cares about. Yeah. So this match never made sense to me. She's a real, like, this is how, in, in, she wouldn't have been as bitchy, but in some ways, this is how I imagine, like, when Rory was at Stars Hollow High before she went to Chilton. Very like, much so. Like, if, if this was in the States, Liberty would be like, I'm excited to go to Harvard one day. Yes. I can't wait to go to Yale or go to Harvard. Yes. Very, very much so. Like, I'm better than most of the people in this school. I have my, like sights set on like so much more for maybe myself. she's more of a paris than than a, a, a rory because rory at least was uh sympathetic to the other students rory i think was person like more personable and yeah. like had better social skills yeah liberty really only cares about liberty everything liberty does is like self-serving yeah just like paris just like paris yeah again just wait till we do our whole Gilmore Girls spinoff, everybody. Where, oh, my uh, God. I know that uh, Amber was talking with one of our good friends I, about... Did the, Cassie reach out to yeah, you? About okay. The, uh, about the Gilmore Girls prequel that we're all going to write. Yes. So we're all Gilmore Girls fans. Oh, huge. Um, fun fact about me. I wasn't allowed to watch it growing up. Oh. Only because... So I watched it as an adult. So my perspective is different because I watched it... As an adult, I didn't watch it growing up. Interesting. Okay. So I started watching it because you and Cassie were like, oh, they're going to do a year in the life, like blah, 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 blah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna watch this show. Yeah. So I, I binged it and I loved it. And I love Emily. I love like, I love it. I love the nostalgia of it. Yeah. I talked to my mom like recently and I was like, why... Why weren't we allowed to watch Gilmore Girls? Like, it's a very wholesome show. It's very cute. It's very, like, there's nothing wrong with it. And she said, I couldn't stand the way that one actress talked. So I didn't want to have to hear it in my house. <laughs> I mean, Gilmore Girls is a show <laughs> you can tell is written by, like, the nerdiest nerds who ever nerded. Uh, it's very it's very fast paced it's very like topical like very pop culture topical yeah and like 
if you don't know what they're talking about, then you, you feel completely lost, which I think, like, as an adult watching it, I was like, oh, I understand that. Oh, I understand that reference. Oh, I get that reference. I get that joke. Yeah. Where I think, like, as a kid, a lot of it would go over your head. Oh, yeah. But I understand why my mom wouldn't like the character of Lorelai or the way that Lorelai speaks. That's why my mom didn't want me watching The Simpsons, because I would imitate Bart. And she's like, I don't think The Simpsons is bad, but I don't want you talking like Bart all the time. Yes. So, like, I totally get not wanting your kids to emulate a character. I don't and think Lorelai, was... like, she does talk so fast and manic and just like, yes. oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. it is a little much. So, my mom wasn't worried that we are like... If my kid watched Gilmore Girls and started emulating Rory, I'd be like, fuck yes. My kid's going to Harvard and or Yale. Great. I think it was more like she didn't want to be at home and have to hear it. Yeah. And be like, oh, that. Because it's a very, I think Lorelai uses, or the, I don't remember what that actress's name in real life is. Oh, uh, Lauren Graham? Yes. I think when she's playing Lorelai, she uses vocal fry. Which is like she, a yeah, certain she tone, a little to it. And stuff. Yes, and I think it's it's almost uh, the Kardashians use vocal fry too, and it's no, very I'm like what? Yeah, Kim, why are you dating Pete Davidson? I'm the only one that's allowed to date punk white guys. Yeah. I, it's, the disrespect in this house is insane. I did it first. Yeah. Yes, that's vocal fry. Yeah. And Lorelai does it a little bit, and I think that that's it's grating and it's annoying. And if you're if you're not even watching it, but you're in the other room, you'd be like, "Fuck." Yeah. So that my mom never let me watch it. Anyway. So I'll just say one long thing. Long story short. We, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Oh, before we jump back to. <laughs> The one topic I was going to say, like, I've watched Gilmore Girls all the way through about three or four times. First time I was a teenager and I'm like, oh, I totally get where Rory's coming from. Like, blah, blah, blah. The second time I'm like, Rory's the worst. I totally get where Lorelai's coming from. Every for. time you watch The it, third time I'm yes. like, Lorelai and Rory are the worst. Yes. Emily is the best character in the show. We need more Emily. So why am I not looking at Emily right now? So every time, because I've rewatched it a few times yeah. since like the the first time I watched it and every time I'm like okay I like a different character but I always come back to Lorelai and Rory are trash yep Emily is the 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 hero of the show yep and that is why Alex myself and our friend Cassie are writing a prequel Mm -hmm. to Gilmore Girls um where it features young Emily and Richard and I think it's the story that everyone wants and needs in their life yep and we get to see young Asher Fleming. Oh, yes. And we get to see Richard dating Penelope Lott. Yes. Yes, I was just going to say that. Yep. And I want to see Emily in a sorority. Yep. I would love to see young Emily with like pearls and a crew neck sweater. And I want to see young Emily going to frat parties and getting just like a little bit tipsy. Yep. Like a little bit silly. Well, because like that's... I wanted more of that when I don't know if you watch Mrs. Maisel. Yes, but like, I like they skip I, over her university and yes. college like so quickly, where it's like all you see is her dying her pubes, and I'm yeah. like, okay, like that's funny. Yeah, but like that's all we see of her not in not like you know in her college years, and I'm like, no, give me more. Like that's I want the story of like when Richard joined the Whiffin Poofs. Yes, I want to see. I want to see them young, measuring things in crow pogs or whatever. Yes, young Richard joining a frat. I want to see young Richard. There's something very nostalgic about like American academia 
especially Ivy League academia in the 50s. And I love that. I love that narrative. Yeah. It's very, like, Americana. Yeah. And I really like that. I feel like that's what this show would be about. Yeah. Because it's weird because, like, okay, so Lorelai is 32 at the beginning of Gilmore Girls in 2000. 2000, Which which means she was born in 68? Yes. Okay. So then her parents would have had her... You know, so her parents would have gone to Harvard or they went to Yale. They would have so gone to Yale in like Richard, the... Richard went to Yale. Emily didn't because I don't think they accepted women at Yale when they would have gone. Okay. That's so what we'll have to look up. But I think Emily went to like Smith or something. Like another like... Or like Sarah Lawrence or one of the... Yeah, yeah. like another like fancy... Like an Ivy or Ivy adjacent. But yes. like, so they would have gone late 50s or early 60s because if they had Lorelai in their 20s or whatever Mm -hmm. that would have been in the 60s so yeah but it would be it would be fun I want to see yeah young Asher Fleming Mm -hmm. just like you know like picking up every woman yeah I want to see yeah Penelope Lott and Richard dating and Emily sort of breaking them up and I want to see Richard's mom Richard's mom OG Lorelai with the disdain for Emily yep I want to see that I want to see, um, I want to see, I want to see their wedding because you know it would be so fucking fantastic and beautiful yeah. and bougie. I want to see their like first little house together because like Emily's so Emily is very straight laced, but she's also a little bit quirky. Yeah, she has those like little quirky like little cute moments when she and Richard are having the fight and she gets locked in the basement and then she's climbing out the basement window yeah. and her skirt gets stuck and she's like running around with her, her no skirt on and the police come and it's like my that is like perfect fucking crazy emily my like favorite favorite emily moment is when they're fighting and she decides to go to europe yeah and she says i'm gonna sleep until 10 a.m and i'm gonna have two glasses of wine every day at lunch and then richard says only prostitutes have two glasses of of wine at lunch i love emily for that because like yeah Get a girl. Have two. Have three glasses of wine at lunch. You're you're a rich lady who doesn't have to work. You, you do what you want to do. You can. This I, is uh, this is pre housewives. So like yes. she didn't know what she could do. <laughs> I also love that episode where she just like gives up for a moment and is sitting on the couch drunk with a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That is like how I want to live when I'm Emily's age. I want to get day drunk and just be like. Her and Lucille Bluth are like ultimate goals oh i love lucille bluth she's one of my favorite characters like when she's getting drunk and the mama's coming yes (laughs) i love uh my favorite quote from we're just we're just flying off topic anyway my favorite arrested development quote is make get me a a vodka rocks it's 10 a.m and a piece of toast mine is uh Take it back. If I wanted to eat something your thumb touched, I'd eat the inside of your ear. <laughs> oh. oh, here's some chocolate buster. No, I'm withholding it. Look at me getting, getting it off. off. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to get back to yeah. this. I'm so sorry. Okay, so they're in uh, class and Ashley's dad is describing uh, reporting on the war. Um, I think he's talking about just being, like, an on-the-ground, like, travel reporter. Like, right. not necessarily, like, 
war reporting. He's okay. talking about that now, but I think he's just talking about his career. Yeah. I will say, Ashley's dad's kind of hot. Yep. All the girls are giving him, like, goo-goo eyes. Like, they are... They're like Indiana Joneses. over Like, him. at the beginning of Indiana Jones, when you yes. see his class is all just full of, filled with pretty girls, like, that's this. Every girl here has the crush on him. They do that a couple of times. They do that in uh, Criminal Minds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when... What's his name? Spencer starts teaching and all of his class is just girls. Yeah. Because he's like the cute little FBI agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on. All the gals are loving him. Yeah. Oh, he's talking about Kosovo. So, okay. yeah, he's got shrapnel in him. And they only show girls in the class looking at him. Like, they purposely pan across the class and it's only girls looking. Paige has never paid more attention in class. And she's got those cute, crimped, uh, long ba- uh, no, just long hair in the front. I don't remember that being a look. I remember the two pieces of hair framing your face. Yeah. Not the crimped. They definitely were trying something, and yeah. it works for me. I like it. I mean, I think Paige could serve many looks. Yeah. So now we're in gym class, and okay. Paige is saying how hot Ashley's dad is, and I, they're playing uh, field hockey. Field hockey. I have a couple things I want to point out. Ashley is wearing, like, a cute little crew neck sweater with some, like, um... Like short bi- bike bike shorts. Yeah. Paige is wearing like a cute little long sleeve tee with like longer bike shorts. They have Terry in the frumpiest outfit for yeah. gym class. She is wearing like men's soccer shorts, a baggy t shirt, and like a really oversized hoodie. Yeah. Like they couldn't have made her look any more homely. Yeah. They're really trying to treat her like an LD here. Like, oh, well, let's. Let's sort of tomboy her up. But, like, they've already established that people know and think that she's pretty. Like, yes. Toby's mom was like, oh, you've got a real look. look Spinner, like, give me a call. Spinner liked her before he liked Paige. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if this is her character. Like, it's her choice to be like, I'm embarrassed of my body. I don't want to wear, like, skinny, like, clingy stuff, which I get. <laughs> yep. Or if, like, they're doing her dirty and they're like, okay, Ashley, here's your outfit. Terry, just throw this sack on. Yeah. Now, Pages says princess, right? That was very much of the moment, wearing, yeah. like, logo embellished shirts. Yeah, or the, the pants that's a juicy on the butt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, fun fact, I actually uh, was on my high school field hockey team. Oh. Yes. I, um, it was the only, one of the only sports I ever played in high school was field hockey. And if I can I'm, see you throwing elbows. If I'm being truly honest with you and myself, I only tried out because I thought the uniform was really cute. Because I went to a Catholic school, so we had to wear kilts and pants. Um, but for field hockey, we got to wear athletic skirts. And I was like, that's a yeah. cute look. My school had those too. And it was, uh, it was a look. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's called fashion. Like, it's a sport, but make it cute. That yep. was that was very much why I tried out. Yep. So they're doing a cute little bit where they're using their sticks as microphones, and they're interviewing Ashley about her dad. And Paige sort of mentions, like, oh, maybe your parents will work things out and get back together. Which, like, that's kind of a shitty thing to say. I'm sorry, Paige. I mean, it's what every kid hopes for, I guess. Like, when your parents first get divorced, from from what I've told of the people I know who were divorced yeah, kids. But like, yeah. But I also want to think, like, this divorce must have been 
for a couple years because Ashley's dad, Ashley's mom, is now with Ashley with Toby's dad, and he has moved in. So it's not like it's early in the relationship. No. So like I feel like Ashley, this is her new normal. Yeah. Anyway. So then we see Toby go to his locker, and we hear JT call out to him from inside a locker. And uh, JT's hiding from Liberty because he's afraid to go get interviewed by her. Then Liberty, like 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 she has a superpower, leans out and goes, JT, you were supposed to. I was supposed to interview you seven minutes ago. Then takes a picture of him with a uh, an old school, like not even a, a digital camera, like an old point and shoot camera. Yeah. And then he says, Oh, I can't have you interview me right now. Uh, I have dance lessons. Uh, me and Toby, we've got dance lessons. And then Liberty's like, is this a joke? Like, you're, you're, you're such a joker. Like, why would you have dance lessons with a boy? And then she drags him away by the arm and is like, if you actually do want to take dance lessons, you got to look me up. And it's like, this weirdly overly confident Liberty, like, I'm not into it. I don't like how they just switched her character just for this episode. I know. She, like, is normally very reserved and very shy and very guarded. Yeah. Liberty doesn't seem like one that's going to, like, be that bold. Not without, like, a pep talk from somebody. Like, I could see Liberty pining and then Paige being like, you know what? If you're just going to do this. Pining from, like, afar. And then somebody being like just go for it like why why yeah. just... or even just emma or manny just somebody yeah. being like you know go for it but we don't see that we just see her go from like zero to 100 this is why i actually feel really bad for liberty in this moment i like liberty um i don't know if we know it yet but liberty has a learning disability yeah i think we find out in an episode or two yeah it's dyscalculia um which is like a form of like a non-verbal learning disability and most people with that type of learning disability have uh, very poor social skills, which we've seen with Liberty. Liberty has very poor social skills. She has yep. a very hard time like making and keeping friends. And, she like, can't read social cues. Yes. So this is why I feel a little bit bad for her because I think like this is very typical of somebody A, her age, and B, somebody with that kind of diagnosis where they wouldn't know how to like play it cool. Yeah. And it's a little bit embarrassing. Like, I'm getting, like, secondhand this embarrassment. Is super yes. Yeah. And I know it's supposed to be fun, but it's just, it's sad. Poor Liberty. Yeah. Like, they're doing no her no favors. Anyway. So, Ashley's dad was like, oh, do you want to ride home from school? Uh, I'll wait for you. So, he's dropping her off at, at home. I think this is the moment he 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 comes out. Oh, he he's like, oh, can we have a talk? And then Ashley's mom comes around the from the backyard with a, a garbage bag to throw out and then uh, he's like oh you look great they're so cordial to each other they kiss each other on the lips but like just a little peck and then ashley's mom was like oh hey like can i uh, talk to your dad for a minute alone ashley is so happy to see this interaction because once again like i think it's fueling the narrative that they might get back together because Paige just sort of put that idea back in her head yeah and like and she sees them giving each other cute little affectionate kisses it is cute. It's so sweet that they have that relationship, but it must be very confusing for Ashley. Yeah. So then we see her mom is cooking dinner. Ashley's helping her. And Ashley's like, oh, man, like everybody at school, like, love dad today. And her mom's like, well, everybody loves your dad. Like, he's just that kind of guy. He's, he's, he's so charming. Of course they loved him. Yeah. 
He's the most charming man on the planet. And so Ashley's like, do you miss him after everything you guys have been through? And she's like, of course, like, you know. And Ashley sort of leads like, oh, you know, maybe you guys will get back together? And her mom's like, no, what makes you say that? Oh, you guys have been acting so, like there's some big secret. I thought maybe it was that. And Ashley's mom starts to look uncomfortable and like, ooh. If he's not going to say something, like, I'm going to have to break the secret. I, honestly, I get it. Like, it's not fair to just, like, keep that from her. So Ashley's sort of like, what are, you, what are you not telling me? Like, is it this? Is it this? And then she goes, is he gay? Is that what you're trying to tell me? And her mom's like, there's some things your dads and I should have talked to you about a couple of years ago. And Ashley's like, whoa, 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 I'm just joking. It isn't a joke, Ashley. Your dad is gay. And then they do the great uh, Zoom pullout. Uh, which is like the perfect like a lot of people call it the jaws shot it's very cinematic if you've ever seen jaws when chief brody is sitting on the beach and he sees the kid being eaten by the shark and they zoom in on him while pulling focus away yeah it's a really neat effect it's a hitchcock thing it is it is it's very very cool to see that like in its iteration yeah they didn't do it well no they had it too tight on her face. It looked kind of weird. She it, looked dumbfounded. It looked like someone was like, oh, I just read about this cool shot. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <sighs> now we cut to the school. JT and uh, Toby are walking the hallway and Toby has a good idea. Or Toby tells JT that uh, Ashley's dad is gay. They have a, it's a cute interaction. And I feel like it's very much of like boys their age where JT says like, I don't get it. Like, why would somebody be attracted to men? Men are disgusting. Like, men have body hair. Men are gross. Men fart. And, like, they're just, like, trying to figure out, like, why would someone be attracted to that? Yeah. Which I think is pretty cute. Yeah, because when you're that young, like, obviously kids today are a lot more woke than we were. But, yes, like, I think to at, a lot of us up until a certain age thought, like, oh, like, your your sexuality is a choice. Like, who you're attracted to. And it's, like just the way we were raised our generation and like you you get older and you're like no it's not really a choice like you like who you like and we realize more and more as it's genetic like yeah it's fluid it's 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 a it's a chemical thing in your brain yeah so gender is a spectrum that's right um so we cut to ashley she's sullenly pouring herself a little glass of chocolate milk Although I will say, it looks like that's the little carton of milk, and it fills the whole glass. So, like, I wonder if they cut away, and it it looks like there's too much milk in that glass for the little carton. So, Terry comes to sit down and is like, is everything okay? And Ashley's like, yeah, you know, I'm fine, whatever. And Terry's like, you've been weird all day. And Ashley's like, I found out something about my dad. And Terry looks like she's afraid to hear, like, oh, my God, your dad's dying like my mom or something. Like, Terry looks genuinely concerned. I think it's weird that, like, Ashley's mom dropped this bomb on her and then Ashley went to school the next day. Yeah. Like, why not have her stay at home so you guys can, like, process it and she can, like, feel what she's feeling? Well, the class president can't miss school for no reason. But this is... Okay. (laughs) That's such uh, an Ashley thing. I know. I feel bad saying it, but I feel like it is such an Ashley thing to go to school to get that external attention yeah, of like oh like, like my life is so hard my dad came out last night and everything sucks for yeah. me he, my my mom pushed my dad out last night because i guessed it yes yeah then for uh, once page page seemingly page sits down and is like oh is everything okay and you think page is just ready to be a bitch and page is like oh i have an i have something about your dad and page is like oh He's, he's a handsome guy. He's successful. You he's know. charming. 
and he's still single. And Ashley's like, well, what's your point? And, and Paige is like, well, he could be hung up on your mom. Or, and it, it might not be the case, but like, maybe he's gay? And Ashley flies off the handle, gets enraged, and says, this must be a joke, and throws the chocolate milk in Paige's face. Everyone starts laughing. I will say, though, like, that is kind of off base of Paige to say that. It is until she mentions, like, my older brother is gay. And this is the first mention of, is it Dylan? Dylan. Yes. So that's the thing. She's sort of like, hey, this, I think she's trying to relate her experience. Paige, who is unrelatable and is a bitch about everything, is in her a very Paige way trying to be like, hey, do you think it's possibly this? And, and okay. could, could, there could be some malice to it because it is Paige. Okay. But it could also be Paige genuinely being like, look, I give you shit about everything all the time. But like, we went through this with my brother and like, it's rough. Like, I'm, I, I don't want to assume, but like, it could be this. So, okay. It's very bold to say it, though. I, I will say, I'm kind of glad that you brought that perspective. Because my perspective, because... Obviously, we know that she has an older gay brother. Paige loves talking about her gay brother. She brings him up every chance that she can. Yeah. So I feel like this is just like her way of being like, oh, my brother's gay. Maybe your dad's gay. And I feel like there might have been just like a little, little, little bit of like, like, you know, fish, like facetiousness in that. Like, I don't think she did it from like a genuine like, hey like i'm sorry like is like what's going on like i feel so bad for you like i really think she did it from a place of like a schemey little page place yeah and it is weird that like we don't come back to this we don't we don't circle back we don't get ashley apologizing later we don't get because ashley Ashley wouldn't apologize that's not ashley's narrative no she wouldn't apologize i mean to be fair the amount of times that like Paige has fucked her over I could be like, I'm not going to apologize to Paige. Yeah, Paige kind of deserved it a little bit. Yeah. Anyway. So Ashley's like, mind your own business. And Paige starts crying and says, like, my oldest brother's gay. I was just trying to help. Terry is trying not to laugh. Yeah. Terry thinks she's doing the most with just giving her one napkin to wipe up that mess. Yeah. So now we cut to uh, the grade sevens are eating lunch outside. And JT has mustard all over his face and is guffawing at a joke with Toby. And we see Liberty uh, stare at him longingly again. I will say, in this moment, you really see how young JT looks. Yep. He looks like an adorable little baby. Yep. He's wearing head-to-toe red with a red hat. And he and Toby look like they're having the time of their lives. They look so cute. Telling fart jokes or something. Probably. So the girls are playing cards, which is, like, such a boring way to spend your lunch. That's something we did in grade nine. Yeah. In high school, not elementary school. And then they're sort of all talking, and Liberty says, like, do you think I should ask JT out? Is that something I can do? And they're like, yeah, sure, I guess you could. And then they're like, do you think JT likes me? And none of them want, neither of them want to say like, no. And they're like, oh, he's a boy. Who knows what's going on in his head? So Liberty starts staring again. And she's, of course, eating like a bento box style lunch. She's got chopsticks and is eating a fancy little lunch. And yes, he's eating a sandwich, drinking a Gatorade. He's got mustard all over his face. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I've been rude. I've acted disinterested. How can I get Liberty to leave me alone? And Toby's like, I don't know, man. Like, this may sound desperate. It's a plan. 
You know how you told me about Ashley's dad? What if I pretend I'm gay? I feel like this is very much child logic. Yep. It kind of makes sense to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get where he came, how he, yeah, like, like, ended there. I'm I'm 11 or 12. I yeah. don't know how to act like an adult. So I'm going to pretend to be gay because that's the easiest way to reject somebody. Yeah, he doesn't want to hurt her feelings, which I think is nice. Like, he wants to spare her feelings. And I think this is the only way he thinks he can let her down without being the bad guy yeah so then we see ashley inside and her dad came and she's like but dad what are you doing here i still have more time left in school and he's I, like, I have a question i signed you up for the afternoon so we see them coming down a stairwell yeah i don't think we've ever seen this part of the school before i think we've seen it in background shots but like like i don't think been we've a while actually seen them like utilizing those stairs no. We've seen it in the background, but we've never seen it as, like, an actual, like, stairwell. Yeah. So, and then JT is coming out to the party. Yeah, he pulls her under the stairs, which, like, at my school, the only reason you stood under the stairs was to try and look up the kilts. Yes! They did that at my school, too! <laughs> and then it was at uh, my wife's school where the girls were wearing nothing under their kilts. Yep. And it made the news. And then the they started making them into skorts mm. or kilts with the built-in shorts. So at my school, because we had a very similar stairwell where, like, you could see beneath and there was a bench, like, kind of near it. They eventually moved the bench. I think they caught on to, like, what the, like, Pervo guys were doing because they would sit underneath and try and look up. And I remember if you were walking up the stairs, I would always hold the back of my skirt. Most of the girls would do that. There was, like... I would say in my grade alone that I knew of, there would have maybe been like a handful, maybe less, that would wear um, nothing or a thong. I always wear bike shorts underneath, you know, full coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, but after we, my class graduated, I think it was two years after my class graduated that they implemented skorts. Yep. Which like... That sucks. Yep. They were so ugly. And you couldn't roll them up. You couldn't roll them up. Because, like, again, there was maybe a handful of girls in my grade that would, like, roll them up so much that it was literally, like, a fabric underneath. Yeah, it was, like, a, a belt, basically. Yes. Yes. Like, my... I, um, We had to go to RJ McCarthy's for our uniform. Yep, us too. And I remember you would get your skirt and... You could get it hemmed there, or you could go somewhere else. It would be cheaper if you went somewhere else to get your, like, uniform altered. Yeah. But I think where my mom took me, they would they said, like, we're only going to hem it, like, this much because, like, it has to be, like, yeah, so many inches above the knee. the top of your knee or whatever. Yeah, I think it's, like, it had it to reach like the fingers. fingertips. Yeah. So my mom paid for that. My nan... <laughs> It was a little bit of he- ahead of her time. They only like did it a little bit. I'm a very short girl. So they hemmed it, but it was still like it looked very, very long. Yeah. My nan was like, no. And she hemmed it a little bit shorter for me, which was very cute. And then I would roll it up a little bit. So it was just like a cute length. Yeah. Not like slutty, but just like a cute length. Yeah. Anyway. Back to the stairwell. Yeah. They're hiding underneath and JT comes out to Liberty and Liberty's like, what? And she doesn't believe it. I like boys, not girls. Gay. And she's like, you're joking. And he's like, oh, I thought you should know since you think we, you know, and she's like, oh, you thought I had a crush on you? Please. 
I don't. You can tell she's very hurt, but is trying to play it off as if she's not. I think she's... I think she's handling it very well for Liberty. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, what did you want to tell me? And she's like, oh, nothing. It's not important. I also will say that for someone Liberty's age, especially in this time, she handles it very well because I, I feel like a lot of people would find that funny or make a joke out of it. So Liberty Liberty does well by, by JT in that moment. Yeah. Even like, though it's He's it's like, thanks fake. for keeping my secret. He's lying. It's fake. He's not gay. He's just trying to get out of dating her. Yeah. He's just being JT. So then Ashley and her dad are sitting outside. He signed her out for the afternoon. And he's like, we couldn't we couldn't tell you the truth because like we thought you were too young at the time. Okay, so we finally find out. Ashley says, you had five years. I understand her hurt because they did have a lot of time to tell her. Like yeah. they could have told her. Because she's supposed to be, what, 13 now? Yes, in grade 13, yeah. So, they could have told her like any time. I get not wanting to tell an eight-year-old. Yes. But yeah, you could have told your 10, 11, 12-year-old at yes. some point. Like, yes. Like, oh, you know, it's nobody's fault. Nobody made me this way. It's just it's who, not wrong. It's who I am. It's who I am. And he's like, why did you even get married if you don't love mom? And she's like, he's like, I do love your mom. I'm just not in love with her. I kind of like that they do it this way on Degrassi where it's, a, you know, a guy who was once married just to show like the confusion of sexuality. Mm-hmm. I think we all know people who were once married and then came out Mm a lot a lot of people say like they always knew but it's confusing sexuality is confusing and i really like that they show this aspect of it of like he had a family but it was it didn't feel right it wasn't who he was in love with so i I like i like that they do it this way i think it's, it's nice to show that family dynamic and i think it i really like how much ashley's dad and mom really still care about one another yeah i think it's really nice and i think if this was today ashley would like be a lot cooler with it a lot faster but also i understand like it's rough because like this is your biological father yeah who's telling you like oh no like i'm i'm not attracted to your mother like yeah your birth was kind of a lie whatever you want to say like i understand why it would be hard as the kid yeah i mean i think if it was today maybe they wouldn't have waited maybe they like as soon as they divorced it would have become like the norm there's books you can get for kids now where it's like why you have two daddies or whatever yes i'm sure there's a book about like why mommy and daddy aren't together anymore absolutely like i think it would have been more commonplace but i feel like at like at the same time like no matter like yes this like the generation we're living in now like it's a very different generation than like this is 20 years ago which is disgusting yep oh it's so gross (laughs) it is a very different generation we're so far removed from this it's not as polarizing anymore but i also feel like it's still hard for people who have a family to come out yeah who were once married who are married i get that so yeah yeah anyway you're i girl- do think i do i think it's weird that he signed her out for the rest of the afternoon and they go talk on the bench out front of the school where I, like, if i was him i'd be like where do you want to go let's go let's anywhere go fucking ice cream we'll go anywhere in the city anywhere you want to go yeah. i get that i didn't yeah i thought that was weird too so we're in, in the classroom <laughs> jt is making the most ridiculous little face jt is trying to put on a gay 
persona and is acting with a, a, a limp wrist and putting his arm around Toby oh, it's and so... pretending to be attracted to Toby and just... It's very hard to watch. It's, it's very... very 20 years ago where it's yes. like, oh, this is my gay impression of a person. Uh, it's not something that would fly now. Absolutely not. It's a, it's very offensive. Yeah. Well, not as offensive as what we get to watch in the next episode. But Oh, guys, it gets very bad. Yeah. And then Ashley's like, so have you ever been with anyone else? And he's like, no, mostly just this one guy, Christopher. He's a great guy. And Ashley's like, the blonde guy with the mustache? <laughs> Which, like, I do love that they're like, oh, we're not going to show him, but, like, we're going to give him a description of of what you imagine a gay guy to look like where he has a mustache. So, okay, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Is that the guy he marries? I I honestly don't remember cuz I was trying to look like what other episodes is he in cuz I know he does get married. Yes, they but... actually they so again, jumping ahead a little bit. I think it's season this is season 1 6 maybe. Okay. Between season four and season six. No, I think it would be season four. Um, th- maybe even season three. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Your girl's a little bit tipsy. She came off a night shift. <laughs> so she's she's feeling pretty good. Um, yeah. The, her dad gets ends up getting married. Her mom actually hosts the wedding, which again speaks to the volume of relationship they have, which is adorable. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm just wondering if that is who he ends up marrying. We'll have to we'll have to look it up. We'll have to yeah. I can't wait for that episode. That's a great episode. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Is she dating Craig at the time? She is. She okay. is and it's a great episode with Craig and I can't wait till we get to Craig because he is my favorite. So Ashley's like, "Oh, is that that guy you took we went to the zoo with when I got that bad sunburn?" And then she's like, "Wait, like I met him and we did this whole thing and 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 wait you brought him to the house and get, you just said he was your co-worker uh, i i get her confusion and her like upset in this moment like yeah you had me meet this guy under like very false different pretenses you were dating him i get it i yeah. get it and ashley's really mad and then she starts freaking out and he goes see this is why i wanted to wait till you were older before we told you okay but like at the like in that narrative like how old is old enough she's 13 she can understand she's not processing it well and i get it it's a bomb but it is partly compounded by the fact that he did take so long he took so long like how old is old enough did they want to wait till she was 15 16 because then the hurt would be much more difficult so she she storms off does she go back into the school that would be a very ashley thing to do even though she signed out she's very upset he's very upset the cringe guys liberty is staring at jt but then pretending not to and and guys guys she's wearing a rainbow ribbon in her hair love it that is so liberty i don't know if she is doing that consciously yeah i think she might be she could be then she tells jt like you know uh it's it it makes sense now all those things you do make more sense if you're gay and i think i should interview for the paper and it should be about you coming out because it'll be like this great progressive thing we can put in the newspaper and and it'll be whatever and then jt realizes it's getting away from him and he says like i'm not gay 
I just told you that because I didn't want to hurt you. And Liberty gets upset and then says, if you didn't like me, you should have just told me. Uh, which, to be fair, is true. Okay. But she... also, when you're 12, it's hard to do. She threw the rainbow ribbon on the floor, so it was very much for JT. Yeah. So, Ashley did go back to school. Yeah. Which is a very Ashley thing to do. Try and open her locker, and Terry comes up. And uh, is like, what's what's wrong, Ashley? And Ashley freaks out and says, like, my dad came here to tell me not only is he gay, but he has a boyfriend, and I'm cutting him out of my life for good. And Terry's like, Ashley, you can't do that. And she's like, I have my mom, I have Jeff, I even have Toby. I love that Toby's an afterthought. Yeah. And I guess I have Toby. And Terry's like, hey, like, don't don't overreact. Like, you know, I understand it's rough. And Ashley's like, you don't understand, blah, blah. And Terry goes, my mom died. She's never coming back. But you, you can get your dad back. And as somebody who's in the Dead Dads Club, I can tell you, like, sometimes when you hear people being like, oh, like, I can't believe my parent did this thing. And I'm like, hmm, oh, poor me. I have two parents. Like, it is hard to hear somebody complain about, like, oh, my parents did something that doesn't affect me at all. But it honestly, I... I kind of get that narrative, especially from Terry. Like, they don't let Terry feel her feelings, really. They don't let her talk about her dead mom. They don't let her talk about, like, being a child of a single dad. No. So, fuck yeah, Terry. Ashley is kind of being a little brat. Yep. Sure, she's mad. And she can be mad. And she can be really upset with her dad. But you're right that he she shouldn't cut him out of her life. Because she's mad that he has a boyfriend. And I gotta say, this ends super abruptly. I thought this was like a part one or something. And I'm like, oh no, like it just ends here. I thought there would have been a little like cute little wrap up where Ashley's like, okay, dad, I accept you. Everything is fine. Yeah. And that's just how it ends. Or like, hey, next time we do brunch, I'd like to meet Christopher. Christopher. I want to meet him as your boyfriend, not your work partner. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that is Secrets and Lies. Mm-hmm. A little bit sad, a little bit cringe. Yep. Sorry we went on so many tangents of locker- Lockets and uh, Gilmore Girls. <laughs> but we uh, will be back with uh, Degrassi Junior High, which features a gay brother. Yep. All right. Was your first beer a Christmas beer? Looks a little bit Christmassy. Uh, the first one was just a regular one, but my second beer is the Harvest Ale, the okay. fall beer. I love the little Christmas like sampler pack that you can get of beer. Oh yeah, that one's good. So we are back. We are doing the next the junior high episode. He ain't heavy. Which, uh, you know, we've been talking about how Next Gen names all their episodes after songs. This yes. is named after a Holly's song. I didn't know it was the hollies i thought it was the beatles but it was the hollies and uh we were just talking and i had to double check that amber knew what i was talking about um before we started the record it brought back um some deep-seated memories there's a commercial that aired on canadian tv when we were kids that uses the song he ain't heavy he's my brother yeah about a brother going to visit his brother in drug rehab yes and you see flashbacks of like them as kids playing them growing up, and then the one brother snorting lines of coke. Yep. And then his brother going to visit him in rehab and giving him a hug. And I did not understand the commercial when I was a kid. No, 
I thought the one kid drowned as a kid and has just been in the hospital his whole life. So I didn't remember this commercial until Alex just showed it to me. And I said that the 90s really did the most with like cinematic commercials. Mm -hmm. We had drugs, 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 which are good, which are bad. Drugs, drugs, drugs. The scary one where they take a needle and they suck up gutter water. And then they throw the needle in the air and it explodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The one with... Do um, you remember in like the early millennium where they did commercials about like potheads? Vaguely. So they would do commercials like... um, they did one where it was like a one-dimensional human sitting on a couch, like a, like a cartoon. And the sister's talking to the camera. And she was like, you know, he used to be fun. We used to do all these things. We used to do like blah, 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 blah. But now all he does is sit there because he's a pothead. Yeah. And I remember watching that as a child and being like, I'll never smoke a pot. Because <laughs> as we talk about, we circled back to Dare we did the dare pledge yep. and i like to think that young amber 11 year old amber would be the most disappointed in mm-hmm. adult amber yep with the substances i tried the way that i lived my life i feel like she would just be like we signed the pledge though was that for nothing I think after adult Alex found out that his dad went to jail for uh, dealing LSD. Okay, fair enough. That, that, fair enough. That adult Alex would be like, that young Alex would understand, like, I've never done anything that crazy. I was just like, oh, I'll try pot, whatever. But I think I would have been like, oh, like, in the grand scheme of things, yep. trying marijuana is not as bad as anything my dad did. So I honestly, I feel like once you reach, like, I would say 30... Once you get 30, you realize a lot more people do coke than you think. Mm -hmm. A lot more people use recreational drugs than you think. Mm -hmm. And a lot more people cheat on their spouses than you think. That is something that I've had to come across yet. But I'm sure that there are people that I would be surprised by. It honestly, like, once I hit 30, I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I know more people who yeah. got divorced uh, and or came out as trans. I haven't had... I'm going to knock on wood for my, my friends. Um, I haven't had any divorces yet. I don't think. I've had a few. I don't think I've had any divorces yet. I feel like that's when you know that you're like... Okay, we're, we're fucking grown-ups. You guys have divorce lawyers. You guys had to, like, sign shit. You had to, yeah. like, dissolve all of your, like, acquired assets. Like, that's when you know that you're an adult. We haven't had any yet. And I often think what would happen if Teo and I divorced. Because the only thing I really want is my dog. But she loves him more than me. So I wonder how that would go. That's all I would want is I mean- her. Teo's great, but, like, you know that I'm going with you in the divorce, right? (gasps) Thank you so much! (laughs) That means the world to me. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but I'm glad that you're on my side. Oh, 100%. (laughs) All right, so he ain't heavy. Yes, so the episode starts and we see... uh, I just, before we get into it, I want to say I watched this last night whilst I was working on a night shift. So my memory might be a little bit foggy because I had to stay awake all night. 
hence why I'm a little bit tipsy already. Because <laughs> this wine is delicious. It's in my Christmas cup. It's just hitting the spot. Perfect. We'll get through this As... one quickly for you. No, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I am loving my life right now. As I said to Alex earlier, uh, so I had to watch it last night on YouTube. We're going to watch it on one of his DVDs to like compare any differences. Because the YouTube versions are like the syndicated, so there's a few minutes missing. There's a few minutes missing, and I feel like I already noticed a lot of continuity errors just in what I was watching last night. Yeah. So I feel like there might be like some plot device, like plot points I was missing. The comments on the YouTube one are fucking hilarious, though, and I want to get into some of them. So as we go, I'll give out a few comments because they are really good. So we start with the guys joining the basketball tryouts, and the poster for it is really nice. Yeah, it looks Say by the Belly. It really does. It's like... It has like a giant basketball. It has really great font. Someone worked their their hardest on that. So they're trying out. It's Snake with um, Shane and BLT, which, as I said to Alex, kind of seems like a weird combination because BLT and Shane are a little bit of the bullies. So it seems weird that Snake would be hanging out with them. Yeah, they are. Like, this is a little bit before Shane drops acid. Yes. Because he still has all his... Uh, his mental faculties. Yeah. And BLT, I don't think, is dating Michelle yet. No. I think that's more of a high thing. So, I will say that BLT's a little bit of a jerk until he starts dating Michelle. Yeah. Michelle really softens him. Yeah. And Shane is a jerk until he gets brain damage. Yeah. And then even then, no offense, he kind of becomes more of a jerk. But it's just because of the brain damage. Mm -hmm. So they try out for bas they sign up for basketball tryouts. And Shane and BLT sign up first. And they're telling Snake to sign up. And Snake's like, I don't know, guys. my I'm not that good at basketball. Like, blah, 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 blah. But he ends up trying out anyway. Sorry, we're just listening to the world's longest yeah. theme song. It's iconic. I think uh, my wife is done early at work and might be able to join us uh, by the time we get to talk about radio stuff. So. Ooh, that might be fun. I haven't yeah. seen her in eons. <laughs> yeah, right. like we are super close friends, you and I. Sure. But, uh, you know, like, and we get along with each other's spouses. We just, we're not like one of those like, oh, we're couples who hang out. It's like, no, like you and I hang out and oh. our spouses are usually just like, oh, whatever. Like Just there for the... They, they get us. Yes. But they, they're not like, uh, they don't have to be there for everything. They um, entertain our weirdness, I would say. Oh, yeah. So, we're in the hallway. They're yeah. all, actually, no, we're in a classroom. They're all shaking hands. Yeah. The teacher's encouraging them to shake hands with everybody. They don't know what this is for, but they're all laughing. They're having a great time. They then sit down, and he has them check cards. Who has the letter A? Snake stands up. And he says, I'm afraid I have bad news. You have AIDS. Yeah. The whole class erupts with laughter. Because we have to remember, this is 1990 or 1991. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, so Mr. Garcia is the teacher. Everyone who shook hands with, with Archie has to stand up. Because he said, make sure you only shake hands with four people. Oh, okay, I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Okay. So this is to show, like, okay, you only shook hands with four people. So you only touched four people with your AIDS. 
but everybody they shook hands with now mm. stand up, mm-hmm. and the whole class is now standing up. Yes. And he's trying to say, like, you don't realize how fast something spreads, you know. Yeah. And then he said, who has a card with a C on it? Please stand up. So Nancy, BLT, and Shane stand up. And he says, you were wearing condoms when you had sexual contact. So so you're safe. Everyone laughs. And I want to get to some of the comments on YouTube because everyone laughs when Shane stands up because a lot of it says... Um, I found it funny when Shane stood up and the teacher said he used condoms. When he had sex, I was thinking he obviously didn't use, he didn't or he wouldn't have a child. Um, Yeah. Shane, condoms, never. (laughs) Uh, That's pretty much it for the Shane condoms one. I thought that that was really topical because that was literally my first thought when I was watching it was like, but he didn't use a condom. Otherwise, we wouldn't have Emma. <laughs> yep. BLT sits back down and pats himself on the back, which I thought was hilarious. Yep. Uh, the class is all leaving. BLT and Shane and Snake leave. <laughs> so, wait, wait. Simon says to Michelle, I didn't realize you could get AIDS by shaking hands. And Michelle says, no, Simon. That was supposed to, like, that that's not how the, you spread AIDS. Like It was just for the class. Yeah. It's, it's by having sex. And he's like, oh. So someone actually made a good point on here as well. I'm glad that there's like a whole Degrassi community out there. Someone said that they think that Shane is dumbing himself down for Alexa. Which I don't understand. He but does maybe. sort of. He lets her take care of him. Yes. But he doesn't play dumb. He just goes along. So we see the guys walk out of classroom and they all pretend to be gay and do really... A uh, really offensive, it is, uh, way out of date impressions of like, oh, la di da, la di da, with limp wrists and and like mincing around. So the teacher walks. Mr. By Garcia walks by and gives them the most side eye. Yeah, and then as soon as he closes the office door, they start mincing and prancing again. Heather, Eric, and LD are leaving. They there's there's drama in this episode that is carryover from another that uh, must have happened just before this one. So I don't remember what happened. Lucy has a party. Okay. And invites everybody. And Lucy ends up going off with um, her boyfriend, who's the same boyfriend that she has, I think, in in uh, School's Out. Bronco? Bron- I think it's Bronco. That's what I thought when I watched it. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, she goes off at the party with Bronco, and everyone's like, oh, Lucy and Bronco had sex at this party. And LD and everybody's giving her a hard time, like, oh, what, he didn't respect you in the morning? And Lucy's like, he, we didn't have sex. And everyone's giving Lucy the hardest time about having sex at a party at her own house, which, like, get fucked, who cares? I know. Like, I mean, granted, you are only in, like, grade not er, grade eight, grade nine, okay, so like, I get like, being a little mad about it. But. Sure, but, like, let her live. Like, yeah. my God. Um, um, so they're they're being really rude. The twins and uh, LD are being rude. So uh, Lucy walks away upset. Um, and then we cut to Joey outside trying to sell uh, Spike a uh, zit remedy tape. Or are they the zits at this point? I'm not... Zit remedy. Okay. okay. So he tries to sell her a zit remedy tape for $2. Out, out of a briefcase, which I feel like is the most iconic. Oh, it's a cassette briefcase. Okay. But it's beautiful. I feel like, of course, yeah, he's doing the this. The fake leather sure. that holds uh, 30 cassettes. So some of the comments on that is, 
Got to give it to Jeremiah. He's determined, doesn't quit, and can be a true charmer. Should probably go into politics when he grows up or sell cars. Oh! Um, you have to hand it to Joey. He's got guts. So we see throughout this, Joey is really doing the most to try and get the zit remedy on the map. Like, yeah, because we is... don't even see wheels in this episode. We don't. Um, and he Snake does... is like, I have basketball practice. I can't worry about our dumb band that so, plays one song. So we, okay, so this is season three. So we cut ahead a little bit. There's a lot of shit that I think happened like along the way. Oh yeah, that's the thing. Like we, we try and match up episodes based on the content and it took them three years to get to a gay episode. Yes. So, I mean, what, Degrassi Jr., the next generation did in one season. It took three years for yeah. junior high. But Junior high walked so that Degrassi next generation could run. Love that. So Snake is obviously running with a new crowd. He's hit with Shane BLT. He's like a little jock now. Yeah. Joey says to Snake, Wheels doesn't come to school anymore. So I think this must be after his parents. Yeah, his parents have died. And yes. I don't know if we're ever going to get to that episode. I'm sure we'll do it at some point. But I've been meaning to tell you, my brother, who is a funeral director, when he was working in Brampton, one of his co-workers was talking about how he gets hired to go do movies and shows where they need somebody to be like a priest because he knows all the th like all the prayers like, oh, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death yep. and blah, blah, blah. And Iconic. ashes, ashes, dust to dust. Yep. He is the priest that does Wheels' parents' <gasps> funeral. Is my brother's old co-worker. Okay, so we have to watch it. Yep. We have to. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, okay. You know when we're going to do it? When? When Craig's dad dies. Yes. Yes. That's the perfect. Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, yes. Not to jump ahead, everybody. This is this will be for like 20 episodes from now. But yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. But we'll get there. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I'm sure like shit has happened between the Zit Remedy. Yeah. It kind of feels like Snake is over Joey at this point. Like they're not really friends. Yeah. Because that's the thing you always sort of forget that like Wheels and Joey are like we've been mentioning it here. Yeah. Wheels and Joey are the friends. Yes. Snake was the add on. Yes. Yes. Snake was the expansion pack. So I think since Snake joined the soccer team, he has, like, become really close with Shane and BLT. Like, they've, like, done a lot of sports together. Yeah, so now they're on basketball together. Now they're in basketball. So and Joey's like, yeah, Wheels doesn't come to school anymore. You're too busy playing basketball. Like, what about the band? Because the band is all Joey has going for him. But you know what, though? I mean, like, I think it's really cute that, like, Joey really does care about it. He really, really does. Yeah. He's like Bill and Ted, where it's like, the band is the most important thing, yep. even though we're not good. Yeah. And even though it's more about the effort, like, I just, I care so much. Oh, or should we say love nectar? Oh, oh love nectar! <laughs> okay, if we're talking about the zit remedy, you have to tell everybody about love nectar. Okay. Where I I have the CD at home. You do. I do. Should we play it on air? Next? We'll play it one episode. Okay. So, fun fact: Alex and I have known each other for years. Yep. Uh, Jesus. Oh my God. Thirteen years. So many years. Yeah. So many. Alex and I met because my husband was in the same program as Alex and our mutual friend Cassie. Our my husband was a year ahead of you. 
Yes. Um, they were in broadcast journalism together. Mm-hmm. So Alex, his wife, my husband, Cassie, they were all in the same program. My husband and his roommates. Including Cassie's now husband. Including Cassie's now husband. I want to preface this by saying these men, these three men are married and two of them now have families. They all have children. Yep. Except for my husband. We're childless. Um, they formed a band called Love Nectar. Purely as a joke. But I think they also had their sights set on like some stardom at one point. They had the title hit such as... Uh, Midnight Thriller, uh, VD, Nobody Wants You. My favorite is uh, Dick Train. Dick Train. <laughs> Watch your caboose. <laughs> yep. They did this all on um, their one roommate's Mac garage band mm-hmm. and laid down these tracks, these, yep. these iconic, iconic tracks. Enough to make an EP. Yes, they made a CD and they handed out the CD at a party at one of their like student houses parties. And Alex was fortunate enough to get a CD. I still have it somewhere. Still has it to this day. Yep. And we will play it for you. Yep. So if we're talking about the Zit Remedy, we show so much in Love Nectar. Yep. Kind of the same thing. Kind mm-hmm. of a like goof around band um, where one member took it very seriously. <laughs> he like sam actually did um band shoots for them yep my god the embarrassment oh we should upload some on the instagram well i mean if we're gonna go full uploading photos we also have i remember the first time i ever saw you was in photos that sam took oh yeah of you as like the the badass rock chick yes wearing like your leather jacket uh because that's where i was like i don't know who because teo and i because he was a year ahead of me like yeah we we crossed paths but like we weren't hanging out and everything like yes. everybody pretty much stayed with their year but because steve and cassie and all that like there was crossover with all of us at parties so like, yes i had seen you at parties but i didn't know who you were mm-hmm. and then that was the first time I'm, sam's like oh i'm doing this photo shoot with like amber and i think it was Rhea. was she there too yes yeah so um sam sam did uh the i guess idea behind it was that it was a runaway runaways photo shoot yeah like the band runaways so i was kind of the pet benatar the oh joan jet or, joan jet or, uh, yes yeah, yeah. yeah and raya was the sheree curry yes yeah. yeah and it was it was actually really fun yeah it's a it's a, it's a fun photo shoot i still remember the yeah. photos all these years later yeah Maybe we'll post a photo or two on the in on the Insta. On the Insta. All right. So we're getting back, back into it. <laughs> All right. Back into it. Sam is coming. So she's going to join oh, us. Yes. So she should hopefully be here by the time we get to the... Uh... Guys, this is the first time that we've had a guest on the episode. Yeah. Which is actually quite fun. So now we... Uh, last time we saw Arthur and Yick, they were annoyingly spying on stephanie k while she was doing stuff so now we jump ahead two years what i really like though is that arthur and yik are still the b story yep they're always the b story yep and they still to this day are 
They've they've grown up a little bit. They look a little bit more mature, which is very sweet. Um, they're complaining about homework. We finally meet Arthur's cousin, Dorothy. Dorothy. So she Stephanie, looks, she, those glasses. She looks like a Cabbage Patch doll. Oh my god! Yes. Oh my god! She looks exactly. My sister had um, the redhead Cabbage Patch named Felicity. She also looks a little bit like my niece. I will show you a photo of her. Uh, okay. Just like. Honestly, if you told me my niece would grow up and look like this, I'd be like, oh, okay, like, I get sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. Like, I think my niece will honestly be a little cuter. No offense, Dorothy, but, like. Oh, no, she's so much cuter than Dorothy. Yeah. But, oh, like, she's got, like, the red curly hair. Yes, but, like, the cute red curly hair. Yeah. Dorothy literally looks like, <laughs> oh, she's so cute. Dorothy looks like the girl version of Arthur. Okay, you keep talking. I'm just going to grab Sam. Oh, okay. Um, I think the door, my door is open. Okay. Um, so, Dorothy is Arthur's cousin. Um, I guess, like, Stephanie K at this point has moved out, moved, to, I think she goes to a private school at this point. Um, so they bring in Dorothy to kind of be like the new Arthur, the dorky little Arthur. Dorothy is in grade six or grade seven and is telling everybody that Arthur is rich, which like, if we go back to the YouTube comments, which are really funny about this episode, um, I, one of them says, what is the big deal about Arthur being rich? That storyline was interesting for, like, one episode. Also, his cousin is the most obnoxious character in Degrassi history. Hi! We're just going to pause quickly because I haven't seen Sam in years. Um, Be right back. All right. We are joined by Alex's wife, Sam, which is very exciting. This is our first guest on the show. I feel so honored. (laughs) You should. Matilda is very excited to have you as well. She's so excited. That's my dog. She's so curious. She's like, hi, you also have a puggle. We're having a love affair. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tilly loves anyone that gives her attention. (laughs) Like, I've often said, like, a murderer could walk through our house and be like, here is food. And then she'd be like, fine, do what you need to do to my mom. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever you need to do to my mom is fine. As long as you give me pets and food. She would go with anybody. So we see Dorothy shaking hands with Tessa and another student. So this is baby Tessa. The last time we talked about Tessa was when Tessa was losing her virginity to Joey. Yep. And this is little baby Tessa. Yep. Who is fucking adorable. She's super cute. She's so cute. And she's wearing, is it overalls or what? Are, what is so that? So I think it's like a little, like it's a, pl- like a little romper maybe. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. So Dorothy says, go ahead, ask him. Oh, she's wearing a little dress, like a little romper with like a plaid, like a little striped shirt. So Tessa goes up to Arthur, taps him and says, is it true you're rich? And Arthur goes, no, no, it's just a rumor. Because I do, I'm sure Amber established while I was away for a second, but... Arthur's mom won the lottery. Okay, so I actually did. Or Arthur's dad won the lottery. I didn't talk about that. I talked about how Dorothy finally came into the show. Oh, okay. So I forgot to mention how Arthur acquired his money. Over the summer, Arthur's dad won the lottery, 
They used the money to send Stephanie away to boarding school because Which she seems, was getting in so much yes, trouble. Yes, that seems like a good, um, a good step for Stephanie because I feel like she was a little bit. She needed she some good. guidance. She was acting out a little. Yeah. yeah. So. Arthur I, obviously hasn't told anybody though. He seems very embarrassed. He's only told Yick, and he mentions later it's because he's worried about like getting kidnapped, as if he's in brazil or mexico like as if he's like a romanov from russia (laughs) and like he has to protect the family jewels like he's so afraid of that yeah like in the 90s the most he would have like the family would have gotten was like a couple million yeah relax arthur yeah (laughs) nobody's kidnapping you for the money so he tells them no they walk back over to dorothy and arthur's like have you been telling people how did they find out not realizing Dorothy was just staring and sent these girls over. The Tessa goes back and says, "Like we knew he, were, you were lying," and Dorothy's like, "No, I, I, I swear he is." Uh, so yeah, Arthur's still mad about who possibly could have said anything. Okay. So. And now, oh, ninety-three-five. <laughs> so now we go to the radio station, which is this is why we were excited to have my wife on the episode because Joey goes into the radio station trying to get his tape heard by the program manager. And I happen to be sitting next to a program manager at a radio station, at multiple radio stations, actually. Yes. So the radio station is called C-R-A-Z. Yep. Or Car- Crazy Radio. Crazy Radio. And they are 93.5 on the dial, which I believe is Beat? The Beat? Uh, or is that 103? Uh, n- no, 93.5 is uh, Flow out of Toronto. That's right, currently. Flow. Yeah. Okay. So a little shout out to Flow, I guess. Yep. Hey, Flo. <laughs> um, how often do you have little kids coming in to give you their demo <laughs> tapes? <laughs> Not so much anymore, like, actually walking into the station, but the amount of emails I get or even Facebook messages in a week where it's like, listen to my song, it's so cool. And you're like, I don't have the heart to tell you that this doesn't belong in radio. I mean, back when this would have been set, it would have been – a little bit more normal but like record reps would come in and basically toss you a new single and yeah. be like here's the new zeppelin album play it and you go okay mm-hmm. but i mean as somebody who's never really watched degrassi like i have no idea who this what? kid is and you're married to alex and you've never <laughs> seen know, degrassi it's pretty bad but that's joey jeremiah <laughs> But I'm curious, like, I'm curious to keep watching to see, like, what they do with it. Because most of the time, uh, you wouldn't even get to a program director if you walked in to, like, hand over your stuff. Like, it would, (laughs) if you were lucky, they would wait until you walked out of the radio station to throw it in the trash. (laughs) Okay, so they talk a lot about a program. That's basically the equivalent of going to, like stores when you're a child and being like here's my resume and they're like we'll keep it on file and then throw, throw it, it in the trash yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that once, but I remember watching a store do that to me and I was like hey if you're gonna throw that out just give it back to me because that cost me a lot of money it saves me for printing a new copy so exactly. they talk a lot about a program manager but I need you to sort of explain in modern day, you there there are program managers, but the big boss is not a program manager. No, so there are program directors, so they basically oversee all programming that happens on the radio station. So literally everything you hear on a radio station has to go through 
a program director for approval. Nowadays, um, so that's what, so it would have been named a program manager back then. It's now program director. There are program managers now. They usually, um, we used to refer them to as um, assistant program directors. So they're basically just one under a program director. So they help oversee other kind of things. So that's what I do with a couple other stations um, is I am the overseer of day-to-day operations okay. and like day-to-day stuff that happens. But yeah, the the big honcho, the big guy or lady is the program director. <laughs> that's right. right. Okay. Yep. All right. So, and we, we had established that... Um, they do stay true to their Canadian roots because yes. the station name starts with a C and all Canadian stations, like call letters, like C-R-A-Z in this case, uh, they all start with a C. Yeah, and the neat thing is, and and this is just me being a radio nerd and, and some people might not pick up on this. Some people's call letters, they will play off of their call letters to create the name of their radio station. So C-I-L-Q in Toronto is Q107. CJXY in Hamilton is Y108. So mm-hmm. sometimes they'll play uh, CJ, uh, CKSS in Toronto is KISS925. So they'll sometimes play off their call letters Indy. to uh, CIND. Are they yep. not? Yeah. yeah. So they'll do that to kind of play off the name of how to name their radio station. So Alex and I were talking before about the Mohawk radio station. Because that's how we all met. We all went yep. to Mohawk College in Hamilton. And there was a radio station in Mohawk where you had a show with Cassie, our mutual friend. Yep. Uh, Teo had a show very briefly. I think it was a sports show in the morning that I never listened to because it was like <laughs> 5 or 6 a.m. Well, Sam and I actually had a show together. Really? You guys yeah, did? Because Cassie had her show with... with Carla. And I, oh, but, I thought but, it was, I would pop on occasionally yeah. with that. I thought it was but, you. I thought the Rockabilly show? Yeah, that the was the Cherry Popnum Mamas. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. But okay. Sam and I had a show that was originally 9 p.m. till midnight on okay. Tuesdays, and then we got bumped and became midnight till 3 a.m. on Wednesdays. Stop. Yeah. And there was like no, I mean, again, behind the scenes, a lot of shows now are like voice tracked, especially yes. overnight shows, so they're pre recorded. Um, there was really no such thing on the Mohawk radio station, mm-hmm. so we were live from midnight till three a.m. and and then would start we would start school at uh, six a.m. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Good times. Well, I remember when I first started dating Teo. He and his one roommate had a a show, and he was like, "Nobody listens to it." Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Yeah, because it's a fucking like five in the morning. Like, who's listening to it?" <laughs> And it's a sports radio show. Like, of course, no one's listening to it. So I would wake up and turn my, like, little alarm clock radio on so that it was like, I'm listening. (laughs) But I would turn the volume all the way down and then just go back to sleep. Yeah. Because that's love, guys. Yeah, that is love. I mean, (laughs) you and I were doing that show before we were together. We were just friends. Uh and that, um, yeah, if you want to see if you have a good relationship with somebody, do a radio show with them and be told <laughs> that you're absolute shit. And then no! see how, see how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our air checks were brutal. An air check is where you sit down with the station manager. They play back clips of you from your show and review it. And 
Our air checks were brutal. But to be fair, that's what college is for. That's what college radio is for to learn. Yeah. And obviously, uh, it worked out well for Sam because it is, what, uh, 12? How long ago did we graduate? Oh, God. 2009? Yeah, so 12 years ago. Yeah. uh, You are now, uh, yeah, a program manager for our station, an assistant program manager uh, at another station, and uh, have your own show on the weekends. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. You're basically just like a all-around boss bitch. I'm like Joey <laughs> Jeremiah. Well, maybe not. No, no, I don't no, think no. He does very well. He but. doesn't want to be a radio, uh, like a program manager. He just wants to get the Zit Remedy on the show. <laughs> so I, I will say though, one of the continuity errors that I've seen so far in the YouTube um, version that I watched, when he walks in, he's wearing a different shirt. Oh, weird. Yes. Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe they use a different take or a different version. Yes. So Joey walks in and the receptionist is uh, on the phone and she thinks Joey is there for the job because they're looking to hire a janitor. Yes. And uh, he says, no, I want to see your program manager. And she goes, oh, what's this in regards to? And he's like, oh, I have this tape, my band, the Zit Remedy. You like, probably have heard of us. Yeah. Which that's bold. Yeah. That's a little bold to be like, I'm sure you heard of me and my like garbage friends. Yeah. And our, and our shit music. So she tries to give him the runaround and she's like, oh, if you leave it with me, like I'll make sure he gets it. Our program manager's in a meeting. And Joey's like, that's okay. I'll wait. So he goes to wait in the lobby and she's clearly giving him the runaround. There's, they try and make it look as much like a radio station as they can. There's gold records all over the wall. There's like a little waiting room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we're back at the school, and they have one of those basketball courts at the side where the the basket is mounted on like a brick wall. Yes. They're playing shirts and skins. Uh, and Shane, instead of going full skins, pulled his shirt <laughs> up and behind his head, and he's wearing it as if it's a vest. I I will say though, he is a very very like fair skinned man. Oh yeah. So I feel like he probably did that because he didn't you want to do shoulders. the white balance. You could do the white balance off of his chest, like he, on the camera. He but he doesn't he's, want he's got, to burn. He's pretty fit. I gotta say. He's like thirteen. Of course he's fit. Like, I guess so. <laughs> he probably. Like... I didn't look like that when I was thirteen. I'll say how much. <laughs> I looked like Arthur. <laughs> So they are continuing their little bit, like their little, like, very, very offensive gay bit on the court. over the top. Like, they think this is the funniest thing. Like, they are going to continue this, like, they're going to ride it until they can't anymore. Because in their minds, only gay guys get AIDS. Yes. Which is what they're learning about in in class. So, like, the fact that they're talking about it's like, oh, well, you know, blah, blah, oh, gay, ooh, AIDS. Like, it's so... It's very embarrassing to watch, though. Yeah, but I mean, we all grew up in an era where, like, you you just made fun of, like, you did gay impressions. It was just a thing. So, I fail to mention, um, Snake references his brother as he's signing up, and he says, like, I'm not like my brother. My brother was, like, the captain of this team, and he was the this, class like, president, valedictorian. The president, like, he did all this, and now he's in med school. Yeah. And Shane said something like are you sure you're related like blah 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 blah. so his brother is pulling up in a doorless jeep a sexy black jeep yes which like okay and he's wearing like a letter jacket and uh 
you know, he just looks like the cool older brother. Yeah, like the the brother that obviously would have been the captain of all of these sports. Yeah. He's returning to the school. He's got some ridiculous hair. It's the 90s. Yeah. So, Snake, I think, finally sees his brother. Yeah. He yells out, how you doing, little brother? And uh, Snake is wearing, is it the shirt that says Snake that he clearly made himself? Yeah, and he's wearing denim shorts. Yeah. He's wearing denim shorts to play basketball. Yeah. They, all of the guys come over to meet him, and they're so, like, fascinated by him as well. Yeah. Because they and heard the stories that Snake told. They're like, oh, you know, can you still play? And yeah. then uh, he sinks a shot from, like, a good 20 feet away. Like, it's pretty impressive. And his letter jacket has the word, has the letters meds on the back. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm in med school, but I'm also a jock. But, like, nobody says what school he goes to. They just say med school. Yeah. So, like, his school, like, the back just says meds, not, like, the actual school he goes to. Yeah. No, it's it's very strange. Like, Degrassi has a history of not saying the name of the school or making up a school. Like, they all go to... So, they, they'll in use... Ju- in Next Generation, they all go to... What's the name of the college? So, so they use real schools but change the names right like Like they go to banting right banting which i think is kind of like um like a mcgill or a queens right um page goes to banting as well which again like mcgill or queens Mm -hmm. um or they go to tu which would be like university of toronto right so like they kind of change the names or like the location but they don't do this in this generation. They just med school. Yep. He just goes to med school. Just yep. med school. So um, they're all so impressed with how he made that basket. It was impressive. It was pretty far out. I'm not a sport person. It was like a three-pointer. Okay. All right. Good for him. Yeah. So he's he's come right here. He hasn't gone home yet to see his parents. He's come right to the school to pick up Snake. And he's like, how are mom and dad? Oh, you know, they're good. Like, have you got... And Snake says, like, oh, do you have, like, are classes canceled or you didn't drop out? And he's like, no, like, I love school and my marks are good. And Snake's like, oh, you're getting married? Is that why you came home? Is that what you're going to tell us? They make it seem like he traveled so far, but I feel like he just goes to school downtown. I have a feeling he goes to, like, Laurier or something. Like, a little, like, far enough that he needs a car. Like, if it was somewhere downtown... As much as it's cool that he has this Jeep, like, I could see him just being like, oh, you know, like, I commute. Although he does say he got an apartment, like, in the city uh, yeah. uh, coming up. But, yeah, so he, they have a little bit of back and forth talk, whatever. Everyone's still staring at him as they drive away. Maybe They're all was, impressed. Maybe he goes to McMaster. Yep. It could be. So he's, we cut back to them driving back to drop uh, Snake off at home really long slow shot like if this wasn't in the, the, and he oh my god he has like a little homer simpson f- like flag waving from his car that says meds yeah like he has all of the things to like indicate that he's a student but none of it says what school he goes to yeah so and he says like hey i have something canceled. to tell you i'm telling i'm here to tell you and mom and dad that i'm moving out of the dorm this thing's like that's great it's like i'm moving in with a nice in a nice apartment downtown which, like, with so someone that made me feel like it was in toronto like yeah downtown okay that's fair yeah and he's like i'm moving with someone we have all the same interests whatever 
And Snake's like, oh, you're moving in with a girl. And his brother goes, no, it's a guy. Okay, so this is what I was thinking when I was watching it last night. Like, the way that he is coming out to Snake is the weirdest dialogue. It's the most roundabout, bizarre way. (laughs) It is. Like, no, it's a guy. Like... We have a lot in common. Yeah. And then when it comes, like, if you hit play, like, he sort of says, like, oh, like, he's 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 a gay guy. It's like, like, what do you want to move in with one of them for? <laughs> yeah. What do you live one with of one those. of those for? Like, as if he just said, like, oh, I got a ferret. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I'm gay, too. And Snake's like, you're joking me. And Snake looks very upset. I hope you can understand. And his brother says, I hope you can understand. Okay. The 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 little pennant actually said the name of a school. It said like Grand Hills or something. So the look that Snake gives him. Okay, this is my thing. Why are these people telling people in cars? Yep. Like Ashley's dad did it. He's doing it. Like pick a better location first of all. Yep. Snake's mom comes out. Yep. And she looks like the most mom of all the moms now, with her little apron. Remember, last time we saw her was in School's Out where school's she's out. like, did you remember to pack the fishing poles? Did you remember to pack yes. this? Did you?" Re-? She is the most mom mom who's she's ever mommed. such a mom. That's all her character is, that she is the like, most mom. She has nothing else except that she is a mom. Yeah. I'm a mom. Yeah. So she says, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be in med school. Not, you're supposed to be at school. You're supposed to be at, like, this school. Med school. Yeah. Because he just goes to med school. It's not a school. It's med yeah. school. Now, like I said, the little flag, the little pennant said Grand Hills or something Hills. Okay. So that is the name of the school because it says meds on the other side. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. So it is a school pennant sure. for a school that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <clears throat> but he's at med school there. Yeah. So Snake is still sitting in the car. Greg goes up to give the mom hug and kiss. And yep. Snake just looks very con- like like this. This rocked his world. He doesn't know what's going on. I will say her garden is beautiful, though. Oh, yeah. She has a beautiful garden. Yeah. So, so- Joey's still waiting <laughs> in the front lobby of the radio station. So, Sam, how long would you allow someone to sit in your radio station <laughs> um, waiting to give the program manager their demo? Uh, it's so weird because, you know, most people don't walk in and are willing to wait for that long unless they, like, literally have an appointment to be there. So if I, if I had walked into the station one morning, saw some guy waiting there, and, like, an hour later went to was, walk out was to still there. Lunch, I'd be like, yeah. can somebody just, like let the poor guy down and just tell him we're not interested. Like, we do don't we really have to it. make this poor son of a bitch sit here for any longer? Like, we're not going to play your demo. <laughs> it sounded great, little buddy. We'll get back to you. Oh, we, we got it. We got to pass it on to the bigger guys. We'll let you know. Yeah. But well, like that's... your station does have like a couch, like everything in the lobby for like somebody waiting. <laughs> it's just not meant for somebody trying to hand off their demo. No, I mean, that's the great thing nowadays. Like I said, most people will send them through email. And my favorite thing is to just be like, I'll forward this to the boss. Forward it. Then it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the so, boss is what I call the recycling bin. <laughs> so if you're listening and you had high hopes of sending in your... <laughs> I don't know, single, your song, yeah. your whatever. I've got a SoundCloud link for you. Sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
maybe think twice before you send it in an email. <laughs> Although, you know, who knows? I mean, if, if Phineas and uh, Billie Eilish hadn't had a mom who was like an actress, like that would have been what they were doing. Sure. Yeah. So you never know. You could discover the next uh, Billie I Eilish. Mean, Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube. That's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's just not going to happen through me. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm going to be blunt. It's, I'm not, I'm not yeah, that I'm, person. I'm not making your dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah. So You hold on to those dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so Joey has clearly been waiting hours. He and... looks so precious, though. It's this little magazine. Yeah. Everyone's cycling out for the day, which, like, again, this doesn't seem very radio-ish to me because, like, it must be five o'clock and they're leaving for yep. the day. Where, like, radios, it's all hours. It is. Yeah, it's all hours and, like, it, yeah, a radio station doesn't just shut down at five o'clock. Well, this, okay. in- this kid's too innocent for this for this business. <laughs> she, she does tell him, like, I'm going home. She doesn't say the station's going off air. She's like, I'm going home. Right. So, and that is the thing. Like, you do have a receptionist, and she does go home at, what, like, 4.30 or 5? Five? 5 o'clock, but your receptionist is also not going to let you continue to sit on the couch waiting yes. for somebody she, to yes. she tells him to leave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she says, you got to go. And Joey's like, yeah, I don't mind waiting. And she says, well, I'm going home. Why don't you leave the tape with me? He's like, that's okay. I'll be back tomorrow. She's like, oh, the program manager's really busy tomorrow. And Joey's like, that's okay. I got lots of time. It's I, nice I li- waiting here. I like this chair. Yeah. It's not a lie. That program manager's probably very busy. Like, yeah. They do a lot of shit in a day. Like, yeah. it's, it's... Like, I also feel like they're not just going to be like, oh, there's a walk-in. Of course. Come, come, come talk to me. <laughs> so we see Greg uh, in his running clothes, which I was hoping we could tell, like, oh, is this a school shirt? But it's not. It says, like, Brooks. Brooks Athletes, which I think was yeah. actually a brand at that time. Yeah, Brooks Athletic stuff. And his, um, the sweatpants he's wearing, I feel, are roots. Probably. So, it's not a school. It's just very Canadian brands. Yeah. Yeah, Bro- Brooks Athletics. So, Snake is leaving because he has to go to school early. And he's wearing a Detroit Tigers shirt. At first, I thought it was a Degrassi shirt, but it's not. It's At first, I thought it was a Bayside shirt. And I'm like, oh, <gasps> shit, he's wearing a Bayside Tigers? That, I'm like, oh, no, wait, it's that Detroit Tigers. Been, that would have <laughs> been really cool. It's not. Yeah. So Snake's mad that his brother came out to him. And Greg's like, I love you. I wanted you to know who I am. And Snake is still confused, but not as bitchy about it as Ashley was. Oh, Ashley was terrible about it. Yeah. She, like, did the most with it. Yeah. So we... Uh, go back to school, and um, it it hasn't happened yet. But like, we when we see them again, it's it's class, and like, they spend three days learning about AIDS. Yes. So yeah. before we get to that, though, we see Bartholomew Bonds carrying his little <laughs> briefcase, and he walks up to Arthur and says, "Are you rich?" And Arthur's like, no, I'm not rich. Just leave me alone. Okay, they do the weirdest little handshake. Like, they're so happy that he, like, said, no, I'm not rich. Yeah, but you know why. Because Dorothy, yes. yeah. Yes. So we don't know why. All these grade sevens seem really excited to find out that Arthur isn't rich. Yes. And Archer says, like, Arthur says, like, what if, a, what if a black car pulls up beside me and tries to kidnap me? They'll hold me ransom. 
like as if the whole world is like, oh, this person won the lottery. We gotta get him. He's gonna. We gotta hold him ransom. Like my yeah. God, Arthur. And Yick is sort of like you're insane. Yeah, because he is insane. Yeah. So we see Snake walking, uh, walking back to his locker. And he is kind of pulling an Ashley where he comes to school after that whole bomb. With a huge chip on his shoulder. Yes. And then we see Shane and BLT. And they're like, your brother is the coolest. Do you think he can come play basketball with us? He must get a lot of chicks. And then Snake's like, no, he can't play basketball. And they're like, just ask him. And Snake's like, no, he's not going to play basketball with us. And they're like, geez, man, what's your problem? So Snake slams his locker closed and they don't get it. And Joey's carrying his tape briefcase. <laughs> so he made like a little big fuss about like, Joey will not be denied. Like we're going to get famous. So now they're just kind of giving him like a hard time about that because he obviously isn't famous yet because the program manager hasn't even heard his little, his little cassette yet. Yeah. I, I got to ask though, if someone came with a cassette... Would you be more willing to listen to that versus an email? Oh, these days, totally. Like, <laughs> it's all in the, like, you put a lot of effort into this, and this is old school. Like, I'd yeah. be so willing to listen to that cassette. Like, okay. I'd find a way to play it, and I would be like, I'm going to get you on something. You will get on. Yeah. No yes. What. Yes. You'd be terrible, and you will get radio play. So we're in day two of aid school. Aid school. And there's a big drawing up on the board of, like, this is, if you have sex with this many people, this is how you can get it, blah, blah, blah. And Garcia says, like, uh, Heather and Erica go, like, if this might mainly infects people who are prostitutes or homosexuals, why are we learning about this in school? And he says, well, as you learned from our thing the other day, shaking hands, like, anybody can get it. It, so, like sh- like Snake gave it to everybody in the class, not just, you know, w- men or women. And everyone's still giving, like, Shane's still like, oh, you had the AIDS yeah, card. Yeah, it like, was you. Yeah. And then um, the one, of, one of the twins asks, like, it's actually pretty topical at that time. She said, I heard people got it from donated blood. Which was a big deal. It was a big deal. It was a huge thing at that time. Um, and he said, right now, they're actually screening blood, so hopefully it never happens again. And we cut to Allison. This is the first time we see Allison. Yes. That, well, that we have anyways. Like, yes. Since, since we've been watching. Yes. Allison, who is the worst. Oh, but I love her. Yeah. She's um, the best worst. <laughs> listen to her question. She says... If a mosquito bit someone that had AIDS and then bit you, what would happen? Now, to be fair, when I was a kid, that was one of my concerns. That like, was your concern? Not, not with AIDS, but just with anything where I'm like, there's okay. so much stuff that's in your blood. Like, if a mosquito bites you and bites somebody else, like, could you get a thing? Sure. So, like, that, I do like that they're asking, like, these are the dumb questions that kids had. So, my biggest concern was quicksand, but... <laughs> I oh, I had like really intense. Ex- I was, I was worried when Ebola first happened when I was like six or seven. I was concerned because I was like Ebola. It's in the news, and I said like, Dad, what happens if you get Ebola? And my dad said, You bleed out of every hole in your body until you die. So, I feel like we really grew up in a different generation because like my biggest concern as a kid was quicksand and undertoes because watching like Baywatch and other like aquatic type shows really made it seem like the ocean any body of lake was dangerous like i remember being like i can't go swimming i'm gonna die of an undertow yeah 
No, so. I was worried about like the collapse of the universe. Sure. I was worried about um, uh, blood, blood and airborne diseases. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. W- what about you, Sam? What were your biggest concerns <laughs> as a kid? No, I'm sitting here like totally agreeing with Amber about undertow. <laughs> but then I was like, they never really explained what undertow was no. on on show. No, so I'm just like. Is this something that literally pulls your foot just, down? Like you, you step in it and it, you like you just get pulled down. You're, you're just swimming out there and you all of a sudden die because of the undertow. Yeah, and then you realize yeah. like, oh no, it's currents and it's currents that pull you. And I'm like, mm, that's not nearly as scary as what I thought when something like yanked my toe it's to not, like drown me. Not but as thrilling. No, yeah. no, not. And and honestly, I th- I thought quicksand quicksand would be more of an issue yes. in my life. I'm like, I'm gonna run into it everywhere because yeah. it seems to be everywhere but um no not yet yeah got it i gotta be on high alert yeah of the quicksand you never know when it's gonna come though you never know when it's rained too these... much and you step into the wrong sandbox <laughs> these were the dreads that filled us <laughs> as children i can only imagine what gen z is like perplexed with now that's the thing that was you guys i i had like glow in the dark stars on my ceiling and i would look up at them in the night and i'm like so is God beyond those stars, or is he before the stars? What happens when I die? Oh, my God. <laughs> so you were basically, like, a Woody Allen as yeah. a child. Oh, I had, like, crazy existential crisis. So, like, now I'm not worried about death because, like, I got over being worried about death when I was six. <laughs> I already unpacked that oh, and processed yeah. it. Everything is fine. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm vibing right now. Yeah. So we're back in AIDS class. <laughs> yeah, and Garcia's like, Garcia's the bomb. He's telling them everything they need to know. Yeah. And then Lucy says, why are you teaching us this? You're the math teacher. So as a child, if my math teacher was like, we're going to learn something else. We're going to learn about AIDS. I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. We don't have to learn about the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. Yes. And I'll he, learn about AIDS for days. And he tells her, as of now, this isn't curriculum. It's based on volunteers, and I yes. volunteered to teach you guys. Which and like, like, that's yes, dope. Yes, yes. That's this is information that they need because yeah. we already know that one of these kids has a kid. Yep, because they didn't use condoms. Yep, and we know that. I mean, we don't know yet, but like one of at least one kid in the school will have HIV. Yeah, yeah. And they're so <clears throat> misinformed with so much that like yes this kids need aids class and like just like a very basic health class yeah i mean at least it's public school and they're getting something like, yes the kids i know who went to catholic elementary school they knew nothing in nothing. high school nothing nothing we knew nothing so now they're in the hallway and uh blt and uh shane are making more gay jokes and snake loses it and pushes blt into the trophy case and garcia comes out to break up the fight they all walk away and spike and liz were sort of spying on it from the stairwell and blt's trying to defend like oh hey it's just a joke when i made that homophobic slur yeah but i kind of get it because like up until like literally this day snake was in on the joke too so like why all of a sudden are you mad yeah and Garcia's like, is there anything you want to talk about? Oh, look, behind, there's a picture of Athlete of the Year is Snake's Brother Greg, okay. which I've never noticed before until watching this time. Okay, so this wasn't in the YouTube that I watched. Okay. Yes. And then Garcia put his hand on Snake's shoulder, and he freaked out. 
because he didn't want anybody touching him. And then Garcia's like, I'm here if you want to talk, which is like, cool. So, Super supportive math teacher. Yep. And Snake longingly stares at that picture of his brother that said athlete of the year. Yeah. So. We see Nancy walk right. out just as for Nancy. Yeah. She aw. never got an episode. Arthur and Yip are walking out. Arthur's wearing a Harvard shirt, I think. Yep. Uh, Dorothy runs up being a real Arthur to uh, to Arthur the way he was to Stephanie. They look so much alike. They must be related. Yeah. Like, they look so much alike. And she says, why do you keep telling everybody that you're not rich? I bet everybody that you were, and now I'm losing all these bets, and I lost all my life savings. $20. Oh, but when you're a child, that's like the most. Oh, that is so much money. That's so much money. So Arthur says like, oh, really? Okay. If you stop telling people I'm rich, I'll give you the money to, to settle your debts. So, $20. And she goes, it's a little more than 20 okay. She goes, 25 And she goes, oh, I forgot about JC or whatever. And he goes, stop pushing it, Dorothy. <laughs> it's okay. very funny. 25 nowadays probably isn't very much. When we were kids, that's like those... That's like 75 bucks. That's like Spice Girls Chupa Chups yep. that had the stickers on them. Mm-hmm. That is the Backstreet Boy magazine with the centerfold that you could pull out and make a poster of. Mm-hmm. That's so much. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine <laughs> what they could get at that time. I mean, so yeah, 90, this is 91. So oh, so I would have been, yeah. We would have probably bought a house with that money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, like I remember when we were in, I was in grade five, that when Spice Girls, the expensive yeah. thing was if you went to the store and they had the, the, the photos it looked like you were going to like the photo stand at like the 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 grocery store and you were getting like your photos developed you bought like a pack of like six photos of the spice girls they were four by six like photos yeah 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 and like those were like six dollars a package yes and i remember like like the rich kids at school had like oh the little you could buy the official photo album and fill it with the actual photos and like yeah a friend of mine at work gave me his that he had from like back then so like i have it now and i'm like oh my god like you know 10 year old me would be like f- flipping shit yeah couldn't even imagine what they could buy back then no yeah. i love that she's wearing like a little tie with her outfit yeah it's very cute i think avril lavigne got it from her oh and i got it from avril lavigne and avril really lavigne's cute. back i know oh i'm so happy Oh, so happy. Oh, and she's oh she's got her fingers crossed behind her back. Yeah. Dorothy's bad. Uh so now we see Heather and Erica and LD walk uh, out the front door and uh Lucy's like, LD like LD's still giving Lucy the cold shoulder over the fact that maybe she had sex with her boyfriend at a party at her own house. Yeah, like I don't know why she cares so much. Unless maybe she like has feelings for Lucy. I guess she could. Yeah. So LD's being a real Vula here and giving her a really hard time. She's like, she's like a little bit like slut shaming her. Yeah. And Lucy's like, fine, you don't believe me? Then I'll ask Bronco in front of you. So they go over and it's Bronco and Clutch, right? Clutch is the guy with the car. Yeah. Which is painted with like the coolest shitty early 90s paint job in the world. So they all go over to talk to Bronco. Oh, yeah, I forgot Clutch's name, but it's written on the back of his shirt. Yes. Because, of course. In case, like, everybody forgets. And Lucy says to... Oh, maybe it's not Bronco. Whatever. And she says, did we have sex at our party? At my party, we have sex? And he's like, he doesn't want to say no in front of Clutch. He's like, we had a good time. She's like, did we or did we not have sex? And the tension is thick. 
and he looks back at Clutch, and he he won't say no, but he won't say yes. So LD and the twins sort of realize that they done fucked up. Yep, they treated Lucy like shit. Yeah. Now they're going to get her. Yeah. And uh, Clutch and Lucy's boyfriend take off, and LD runs up to Lucy to apologize. It's a little bit creepy that these guys are driving to an elementary school. Yep. Super creepy. Like, I mean, technically, it's, it's a junior high, so they're technically grade nines, I think. Okay. Because if Arthur's in grade eight now, yes. then they would be in grade nine, yes. and Dorothy's in grade seven. Yes. Still a bit creepy, though. Oh, yeah. So we, we see Snake, and he's at the side of the school uh, playing solo basketball. And he is so sad. Yep. Like, the most sad. He's, like, very internalizing his brother's coming out. Yeah. We're back at CRAZ Radio. And we hear the the lady still talking about the fact that they're looking for the janitor and nobody has applied for the job to be the janitor. Enter Joey. And she says, I will hire the first kid who applies. And Joey says that he will wait. And then she she comes clean and she says, Joey, he's not going to see you. He can't see everyone who comes in off the street. Fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's not a lie. Yeah, and Joey says, like, he has to hear this. Oh, but it's not even that good. <laughs> no. Joey says, so you're looking for a part-time worker for it to be a janitor, right? So he's he's like, oh, like, maybe I can slip my tape in if I get hired. And she's she's charmed. Honestly, he's very charming. He's, like, a very, very... Because he's not being rude about it. No. Yeah, so then he charms her, and she says that she will ask if he can be the janitor. I want to know where I can get me one of those doors that say program manager on it. It's like, like big fucking deal. I want one of those. <laughs> okay. Well, now I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> so we see Greg storm out of the house and throw some bags in the back of his Jeep and start backing out, barely oh. looking. And he's mostly out of the, mostly out of the driveway. And Snake walks up and says, oh, Glenn. And Glenn says, I told them. And Snake says, huh? And they said, uh, you're the only son they have now. I'm not their son anymore. So clearly it didn't go well. That's so sad. Yeah. And like. And Snake, Snake luckily gets over it a lot faster than Ashley. And says, I'm sorry about how I acted. It's just really weird, you know? Fair. He's in elementary school. Yeah. it's weird for him and then snake says we're not, i'm not gonna be like that though am i like i know we're related and is, and glenn says no just because i'm gay doesn't mean you're going to be yep and glenn just looks fucking destroyed of course his parents disowned him and snake says when are you coming back and glenn says when i'm welcome oh this breaks my heart heartbreaking heartbreaking so it kind of ended the same way where there isn't a resolution no but at least Snake has accepted it, or at least is on terms with it, whereas Ashley was like, no, this is the worst thing that's ever yeah, happened. Yeah, she was the most upset. I will say, though, it's weird that his parents... I mean, like, I get it. Very early 90s, different generation parents. I get it. He's in med school, athlete of the year. You'd think they'd be like, okay. All right. We're still yeah. kind of proud of you, though. Yeah. And there is no mention of this brother in any episode of The Next Generation. Nope. Like, he's not at the wedding. Nope. He's not mentioned at all during Snake's, um, spoiler alert, cancer. Nope. Nothing. 
Yeah, which is weird considering like the amount of continuity they have with this yes. show. Yes. You think like even if they change actors, they would have been like, oh yeah, like Snake brings in Glenn to talk to um, Marco. Marco. <laughs> right? Yes. Like you would think so. You would think that like yes. they'd mention it at some point. Now, I don't know if like the dark side of it is like they imply like, oh, maybe he got AIDS and died. But then you think Snake would have at least mentioned something at some point, like, look, Emma, like, you have to take, you have to accept the fact that, like, you have this new little brother or sister, I forget the kid they have. Jack. Yeah, little brother, like, you know, one day he might not be here, you might not be here, like, you know, you you don't realize how short life is. There would have been a reference. I had a brother, yeah. Yes, yes. But, yeah, they do sort of abandon this, just like Manny's siblings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that was a, a heavy episode. Yep. But a a good episode, and we're sorry for all of the tangents we led you on. No, but they love it. That's what they're here for. And uh, maybe we'll have Sam back on the episode where, uh, if we get to it, Joey does work at the station and gives his tape to Sue Johansson, a.k.a. (gasps) Sex with Sue, to be the new theme song for her show. So if if we come across that, maybe the Mad Dog and Billy episode, who knows? We'll figure out a reason, but... We'll get Sam back. Uh, well, yep. for sure the Mad Dog and Billy episode, but yes. it'll be great. Yes. Uh, Sam, what'd you think? Dreams do happen, apparently, on 90s radio. <laughs> it's a little grim now, but thank you for having me. I really enjoyed doing this and talking nerdy radio. Well, thank you for coming, and we will definitely have you back. Yay. Yep. We're so excited. So, yeah, guys, um, the next episode of uh, Next Generation... I think might be the one where you find out about Liberty's... Um... Discalculia? Yes. Yes. So we will probably pair that... It with could the be... creepy teacher with Lucy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, oh no, where Caitlin... Everybody thinks Caitlin is gay because she's hanging out with uh, Miss Avery. <gasps> yes. Because yes. that one's about nothing actually happening. Okay. But everybody thinking something's happening. Yeah. And there is another episode in Next Gen of, like, the creepy teacher hitting on the student that is more, uh, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hansy. Yes. That, I, I like that pairing better. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye.